the business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. To the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medical doctor says, Oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Well, Lane, this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Ah. What is going on, ladies, gentlemen? If any ladies actually listen to this show, I doubt it. But anyway, uh, what is going on? You have got a THD movie review. I am Boxman. Over there, I can see a beautiful picture of him. Is Anthony? What up, man? What's going on? Not much, man. Not much. And, and I have to correct you for a second, Box. We do have a, a female contingency. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The huge bitches. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's... that's right. That's a huge bitch. Oh shit. Yes. <laughs> big bitches need love, too. So if you got a big bitch in your life, give them a hug. Let them know you care. That's right. That's right. Oh, shit. Oh, a little shit. scary today. I decided to uh, go back to Windows 7, and my computer wouldn't take it. Oh, fuck your computer. I mean, they, they, it's, it was Flashback Friday, ain't it? Oh, man, it was horrible. I had to... Uh, finally figured out i tried to put the uh put windows on a usb and then drop it in there you know bootable usb so i did figure it out obviously because this is the computer i'm using right now so i hope everything sounds good <laughs> uh, well, were you were you uh cursing up a storm were you cursing out windows 10 today uh, d- uh 
dude. If my kids everybody everybody seems to have issues with Windows 10, including yours truly. Well, first, you really need a newer computer to put it on. It's a hog. It's a bandwidth hog. It's it's it takes up RAM. It's just a big fucking program. And it was just too slow on my old DDR3 computer here. So, you know, I, I just decided to take it off and never had a problem put Windows on here. Today, had a big issue. You know, doesn't take, you know, two, three minutes to wipe this fucking drive. I have a, you know, I got a three terabyte hard drive in this thing. Oh, yeah. Damn. I mean, it takes half a day just to, you know, run a wipe disk on it. Jesus. <laughs> So so you talking about so basically for half a day you got to look at that big ass loading sign. Uh yeah, pretty much. But I uh, what I did is I wiped the drive last night. Uh, stressed out a little bit today when it wouldn't work. Tried another hard drive I got hanging around here that didn't give me the same error. Uh, to be honest, I think it was my disk drive that was the whole problem because I had to switch it out. It wouldn't even read my motherboard disk to install drivers. Uh, so I know we might be dating ourselves here, but we didn't have all these issues with Windows 95 back in the day, did we? Shit, I didn't have all these problems with fucking XP. <laughs> XP should never have gone away. It was the most stable Windows, in my opinion. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know why they have to upgrade everything. Fucking upgrade, upgrade. I don't know. I was happy with XP. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you know what we're here to talk about tonight. I'm echoing, so you need to talk for a minute. Yeah, or hit mute. There you go. Echo's gone. All right, Anthony, we are here tonight to talk about white men can't jump. 1992 movie. And the first thing I want to ask you is do you think this title... Now, there is a rumor... Of a remake of this movie. Oh, Will. no. Yes, there is. No, <laughs> no, no, sit, come on, man. Like, is Hollywood that devoid of new ideas that we have to remake 25 years? Oh, come on, man. No, not this one. Here, let me, let me, let me see when this article was published. This is January 17th of 2017. Uh, this is not that old of an article uh looks like white uh white men can't jump getting a remake from the blackish creator kenya barris uh los angeles clippers power afford blake giffen griffin sorry and ryan kalil of nfl's carolina panthers i guess they're all getting together to make this movie so yeah it's supposedly gonna get made they do not have a date. Uh, I'll jump IMDb while I'm here and try to see what I can find if there's any more. But, uh, yep, they are going to try to remake this movie. Will, the title of this movie, Catch Hell from the... Oh, yo, yo no, without question. I, I can already picture it now. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, the, the, the victims of this movie are going to be... You know, I mean, it, it's... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> White. And don't forget the storyline plot. Oh, my God, a white man with a, a Puerto Rican chick? Oh, gee. Which, oh, by the way, I agree with the chat room. Rosie Perez's titties in this movie, as well as Do the Right Thing, 
are legendary. Yes, I see Shaheen in here saying her tits is all he's remembering. Shaheen, if that's all you remember from this movie, you got the point of this movie, my man. (laughs) (laughs) That was the... uh, All jokes aside, though, this movie is a classic, but them titties, my God. Yeah, yeah, and I got to admit, they were a little unexpected on little Rosie Perez. Ah, little the little ones are the biggest surprises sometimes. There you go, man. Look, I I knew this girl in Florida. I, I, I won't say her name, but she was a little thing. I mean, tiny. And I never thought about it. She always wore kind of baggy shirts. This girl, we went to, like, the little water park one day. Man, my fucking jaw hit the floor. I'm like, where have you been hiding those things? <laughs> They're huge. Box. Yeah. You not you you know out of respect. Don't give her name. I won't. You close, you close the deal on this one. Never did, man. Honestly, she moved like three months after that. <laughs> she moved. What'd you do to her box? No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Um, <laughs> was not me. I didn't do it this time. Was it? I didn't do it this time, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I just didn't know where she was hiding them. Like, what the fuck happened? What the hell happened? Where have you been hiding those? I mean, literally, dude, they were like two fucking cantaloupes. And I was like, Jesus, where did they where did they come from? <laughs> Maybe she wanted to see if guys would like her for her personality. <laughs> I, 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 She had double personality when she took those off. <laughs> when she, I mean, Jesus. She took off her shirt and I was like, Bum. It was, it was like an old movie. Auga. You know? <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. Uh, yeah, see, everyone's saying here that they've encountered the same thing. They just suddenly, you know, these uh, it just happens, man. It just happens. But uh, I guess since we're talking about some of the cast of the movie, we've got uh, not only. <laughs> we don't only have Rosie Perez's tits in this movie. There is more actors. Uh, yes. We've got Kadeem Hardison, obviously from a different world. Um, well, it's underrated role in this underrated part of this movie. Very true. Very true. And I think we're going to kind of do a little uh, Bronx Tale type thing on this, just sort of talk the plot and then go through a few of the scenes. It's not as many, obviously, but uh, you know, we'll go through a few of the scenes. We've got, uh, you know, like I said, Kadeem Hardison as Junior, they call him. Uh, we got Wesley Snipes as Sidney Dean. Woody Harrelson as Billy Hall. He never really says his name correctly, you know, because yeah. of the, 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 the country accent he's got. Uh, Tyra Farrell as Rhonda Dean, uh, Sydney's wife in the movie. Uh, I can't pronounce some more of these fucking names. But, yeah, obviously Rosie Perez's tits are in this movie. Uh, you know, and there are some uh, basketball's famous guys in this movie. I must be honest, I am not a big sports guy. I've said this many a times. So I may miss a few of the guys that were in here. And uh, oh. if I do, the chat room, I'm sure, is here to call me out and tell me, hey, man, you know who else is in this movie? So <laughs> Box, right off the bat. Yeah. Any uh, NYPD Blue references? This is your yeah moment. I really didn't look, but I think his wife might have been in an episode here. Give me two secs. That would be uh, Tyra Farrell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was uh, actually a fixture in uh, 90s black flicks. Really? We're paying attention, yeah. 
I was. She was in this. She was in. Uh, had a little memorable role in Poetic Justice. I don't know if you saw that. Janet Jackson and Tupac. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, she's been. A, she was a fixture in the nineties. Okay, she was not in NYPD Blue, but she was in Hill Street Blues, which is also a Stephen Bochco show. So it's kind of a tie-in. But uh, I, I again, I just I didn't look. I, I I need to retire that fucking gimmick. Uh, it's getting old. Um, and no, Megs, we will not confuse uh, Wesley uh, Snipes with pipes. Even <laughs> though I think Wesley had a little bit of a, a clause in his contract <laughs> that stated in the nineties he had to fuck one camera, whoever yeah. it was. Wesley Pipes. I swear, because every fucking movie he was in in the nineties, he was fucking somebody. Oh Lucky no, some bitch. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, we we talked about that money train. If you remember, you got J Lo, fucking everybody, man. But uh, yeah, well, all I remember Wesley Pipes is from the uh, Half Baked. Were they? <laughs> were they no, no, I, I don't know. I don't know how uh, deep your porn knowledge is, but there's a porn star oh, named uh, Wesley Pipes. Of course there is. Of course there is. That 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 doesn't surprise me at all. But yeah, I just you know Half Baked. They had a pipe named Half Baked. Wesley Pipes, man. Wesley Pipes, man. Anyway, uh, where were we here? White men can't jump. Uh, again, I definitely think when this gets remade, we're going to hear shit for the fucking movie going down. Um, but who gives a shit? Hopefully they don't care. If they change the name. No, that, it takes away from the concept of the movie. Could they call it? Caucasian men can't dunk. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I, yeah. Once again, you know, we live in a dip, we live in a, a political climate where everything you got to watch yourself with everything. Mm-hmm. And I and I could just picture this movie being remade. It, I could see it causing a shitstorm. You'll have hashtags. You'll have protests. Mm. You'll have those fucking change.org uh, little gimmicks oh, yeah. trying to keep the movie shut down. You know what? Ted makes a good point. The one movie that I'd. Uh... Uh, he, uh, Wesley Snipes did not get laid in uh, Demolition Man as Simon Phoenix he was just a straight out bad guy uh, ah thank you Ted you're right thank you Yeah. well and in Blade he doesn't really get get laid in every one of them does he he got laid enough of them <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah I mean yeah like I said pussy we gonna call it the pussy claws anytime <laughs> look from this is it this is it I have. I'm coming up with a new gimmick. Mm-hmm. Anytime that we see somebody from 2017 onward that seems to get a uh, fucked in every movie, we're gonna call it the Wesley Claws. All right, Wesley Claws. I think Stallone would be one of those guys. Not present day Stallone, though. No. Oh, present day Stallone still gets the chicks. You think so? Oh, and he likes in his mid sixties, though. I, I believe he's seventy at this point. I believe Stallone. <laughs> I mean, he's still in great shape. I mean, like, like, I can't talk shit on Rocky, but you. <laughs> you got to remember how long he's, he is 70 fucking years old, dude. 1946. Well, God bless him. If that's the case, Box, God bless him. Matter of fact, <laughs> next uh, this year coming up, he will be 71. It's uh, his birthday's July 6, 1946. Oh, fellow cancer. Very cool. He is uh, still a bad at- dude. Think about this. Schwarzenegger is 69 years old. 
But look, look, look at the kind of chicks he was getting on the side. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't trust. I love, I love the Terminator, but I don't like his taste in women. <laughs> uh, but but Van Damme is fifty six years old. <laughs> what 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 fifty six is the new uh what thirty six and a half? Wow, I didn't realize Jason Statham's already forty nine. You see, damn, that motherfucker started late. He blew up quick too, man. Yeah, I guess he was like, fuck it, I don't got time. <laughs> he's like, hey, no time than, than ever. Uh, he's like, fuck it. He got in at 45 and said, look, I need to make this shit hit quick. Steve, uh, someone's asking how old Steven Seagal is. Let's find out how old. I'm going to say he's 50, 65 years old. Ah, well, he's been around since the mid-80s, so that kind of like, eh, I can see that. Did you ever see his TV show that he had out? for a little while uh, no i didn't even know he had one i know he had an album oh okay yes he did and i won't embarrass him by playing it he had a tv show out called lawman this had to be this had to run for like one episode box uh, no 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 this ran please don't couple. tell me it ran for a season i think <laughs> maybe even two yeah um <laughs> uh <laughs> let me please, sure box, do you have a link for this i have to see this <laughs> hold on Fuck out of here, fucking Steven Seagal. <laughs> uh, what? Um, let me see here. Law, Steven Seagal Law. Yes, it was called Steven Seagal Law Man. Um, it when ran. Was out? History production. Okay, uh, it, it, three seasons it ran. Jesus it Christ! It was uh, two thousand nine <laughs> to two thousand ten, and then two thousand ten, and then they took a break and re-released it in two thousand fourteen. This was Steven Seagal. Did you know he was a cop? In the show. No, no, no. He's... No, 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 He is actually a cop. Jesus Christ. He is like a... Somewhere in like Phoenix. He's like a SWAT. Please tell me he's a rent cop Like, you know, please tell me he's like a cop on the same way fucking Gary Coleman was a security guard. Uh-uh. No, he is a bad. Actually, this is in. Um, it took. A, it started out in Louisiana and took him out to uh, Arizona, Maricopa County, Arizona, um, in season three. So yeah, dude, he's an actual. Not only is he a cop, and, and trust me, we're gonna get back to the movie. He is really like real life police officer. He's law. He is like an like award winning marksman also. This wow. this man can light a match with a gun with a pistol from sixty yards away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to talk because at one point Steven Seagal was a bad motherfucker. Late '80s, early like mid up up until like the mid '90s, but mm-hmm. then <laughs> he kind of got fat, out of shape. So that's why I'm kind of having I'm having a hard time visualizing. 2017 Steven Seagal was a cop. Well, he's still a little fat and out of shape when he's doing this, but he's still a badass. And people get, you know, people are getting arrested by him and they're like, oh shit, I just got arrested by Steven Seagal. What the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit. You think they be trying to get his autograph? Get a picture? Hey, see, yo, can I get a, can I get a quick selfie? <laughs> if, here's what's funny if he lets him go he kind of like you know oh yeah 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 that's who i if they if they're going to jail he like won't admit who he is he'd be like nah i get that all the time you know oh, he oh you does- don't know no if it, it 
if he's ha- if he has the ponytail, it's a dead giveaway. Oh I'm sorry. yeah, he still does. And I really think sometimes he was do- he doesn't want to give these guys any more prison cred by saying I got busted by Steven Seagal. But yeah, <laughs> he's actually a fucking a, a, a true life cop. And I saw some of the shit the guy could do with a gun, and the man is a bad motherfucker, dude, with a, with a, with a fucking now, pistol. Now, let me ask you, Box, if you got, you know, this is a long shot, obviously, mm-hmm. but say you get pulled over by a Steven Seagal, mm-hmm. is that a mark out moment for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, there's some people I'm not marking out for. Seagal, Van Damme, uh, Stallone. I, I, I saw Stallone once in Miami at an antique show, and you couldn't get near him. You couldn't get fucking near the guy. Oh, he, he, he swarmed, huh? Oh, swarmed with security first, but um, lots of people crowding him. But, uh, I mean, there's certain people I would just mark the fuck out for, dude. Absolutely. Any of the martial, any of the older martial, I mean, Schwarzenegger, I would love to meet. He seems like the coolest motherfucker now. Yeah. If you watch the movie Pumping Iron, he looks like a dick. I mean, he's like molesting women on that on that in that movie. If you watch it, yeah. literally. I'm, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine how much you would. You might have a heart attack if Bruce Lee was still around. <laughs> Dude. That, that that that's probably like your top guy that you wish you could have met, huh? I would say so, and I think that a lot of people. I mean, just look at the UFC. I think that uh, a lot of those guys have the same wish. I think a lot of those guys would have loved to have um, thanked the uh, the Godfather of the sport. I mean, if you think about it, Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. he would he would be an honorary member of the, of the board oh. if they have a board of directors. He did. <laughs> he'd he'd be an owner by now, dude. Let me tell you something. Bruce Lee brought martial arts. And no, I'm I'm not going to say he brought martial arts to this country, but he. He made popularized it. it. He, 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 exactly. He popularized it. He made it the cool thing to do. I mean, after that Bruce Lee movie, there were schools opening everywhere after Enter the Dragon, dude. And we'll get into that. We have, that was actually one movie we had talked about doing. Um, we will definitely get into Enter the Dragon because I'm a big Bruce Lee mark. But. Uh, <laughs> But I really want to get into that movie because that's that was the movie that brought, you know, his style to the world. Um, and we'll get into that when we do the movie. I guess we need to get back to uh, White Men Can't Jump. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. This was a, um, this was a damn good, I remember going to the theater to watch this. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Back, uh, let's see, 1992. Yeah, I was still in high school. So, yeah, I do remember going to the theater to watch this. Um, you know, what uh, big influence on this movie, and I'm, I am can't remember. Um, obviously, one of the biggest things in this movie was the fact that Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes were back together again, being they were together in the movie Wildcats. And had really good chemistry, Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. And had great chemistry in that movie as teammates. Um, you know, it, it, it just sort of worked out that they, uh, I think that was like, what, 1989, that movie? Something like that. No, that, that was earlier than then. I want to say it was uh, 80... Might have been 86, 85, something like that. Yeah, 86, 87, right there. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, oh. I, I just remember specifically Goldie, she still was rocking the Goldie locks. 
Yes. Yes, she was. Wow. And by the way, you know, you're talking about a legend. I mean, she still looks good. I mean, she's like, she's 70 something now. Still mm -hmm. with Kurt Russell. Lucky bastard. But she still looks good. I don't know if you've seen her recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was 1986. Good call, Anthony. Yeah, 1986 for that movie. So they did, obviously, back together in this movie. This was a really big movie for both of these guys. Yes. Um, let me see. I'll get their best collab. I mean, they always had good chemistry, but to me, this is their best one. Absolutely, definitely one of their uh, one of their best ones. Let's see. White Man Can't Jump grossed fourteen million seven hundred eleven one hundred twenty four. Came out in nineteen hundred twenty three theaters on its opening weekend. Total gross of seventy six million and change in the U S. Uh, almost seventy six and a quarter mil. Uh, over 76 and a quarter mil, I'll put it that way. Um, and 90 million worldwide. So this movie uh, became the 16th highest grossing movie in 1992. Uh, mm, and, 90, good. and you know what? Early 90s, I'm not going to fucking lie, was a damn good year for a lot of big movies coming out then. 90s period, man. Like, you know... We we got spoiled, you know. I think honestly, mid eighties to like late nineteen nineties, we got spoiled when it came to movies, man. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We really I mean, did. Yeah. yeah, I mean now, I mean it's still like good movies that come out. I'm not going like sitting here and shit on the uh, new millennial movies, mm -hmm. but man, like in terms of like storyline, plot, action, you can't beat like mid eighties to late nineties. Yeah, you really can't. And coming in sixteenth in nineteen ninety two against movies like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Aladdin, Reservoir Dogs, Alien 3, Candyman, A Few Good Men, Batman Returns, Unforgiven, A League of Their Own, Scent yeah. of a Woman, Basic Instinct. I mean, all these movies I named are movies that you've heard of thousands of fucking times. And, yeah. and I'm not even done. The Crying, Guard, the Crying Game, The Bodyguard, uh, Lethal Weapon 3. I could keep going. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that, that's that's another one we got to get to one of these days on the show. Yeah, that's very underrated. Yeah, I mean, a, a river runs through it was a huge movie that year. Malcolm X came out that year. Uh, we were just talking. Believe about it or not, laugh at me if you want, Box. I mean, I know she's not the most popular lady nowadays, but uh, Meryl Streep is a good actress. Mm -hmm. And a river runs wild. That was actually very underrated. Kevin Bacon was in that too. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, just a, a cool world was that year. We was, got, Oh, I fuck it. Yep. Don't, don't even laugh at me, but I seen that in the movies when that came out. Mm -hmm. That is a fucking underrated movie. Yeah. And my cousin Vinny was also a 1992 movie. Uh, you know, a ton of huge hits in 1992. So and when, you forgot another one box. That was a, at least in my opinion. What? Fucking baby's kids. It wasn't up there on the list, but I think you're right. I I've I seen that in the movies, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. That's not you know. We're gonna get into a little bit of comedian talk later with some uh, recent news, but uh, let me ask you. Yeah, and we'll get back to the movie. Okay. What are your thoughts as a comedian on uh, Robin Harris? I loved Robin Harris. Gone too fucking soon, man. Wait. He was only like 36 when he passed away. He's a mm. he's a guy. I wish he really could. I mean, to me. He was like Bernie Mac before Bernie Mac was Bernie Mac. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I had some of it. You can still go on YouTube and get some of his old stand-up. Uh, his stand-up is second to none. 
very yeah, underrated. Fucking hilarious, man. Very underrated. And uh, obviously, I mean, he was the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> he was the father in a house party. Yeah. And that, was, yeah, and that was the last thing he did before he passed away. It was. And, I mean, that, that movie in its own right is excellent. Uh, you know. Uh, and, yes, he was in Harlem Nights, Ted. Ted's mentioned Harlem Nights. Yes, he was. He was the right thing. Uh, uh, school Days. More Better Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spike Lee loved them. And if you notice, like, he was, like, I would say from about 87, 88, he was in every fucking Spike Lee movie. He would always come in with the one-liners because that was his deal. One-liners, one-liners, one-liners. Spike Lee loved them. When he passed away, he was hurt. I dare say, and I may get some shit for this, Robin William, uh, I'm sorry, Robin uh, Harris to me was a black Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, yeah, that's actually a good comparison. Th- that's I mean, what that's he was. Astute. That's what he was to me. Granite. I will say he had a, a he had more talent because he could do the characters and stick with them, but yeah. um, to me that's what he was. He he was like a a, a a reincarnation of Rodney, and you know I mean I, Rodney was still alive. We lost him a few years ago, but uh, I fucking I loved him too, man. Yeah, Rodney yeah. gets no respect. Dangerfield was one of the greatest. We'll have to do. Uh, Easy Money or uh, or something Back like school. that. Ladybugs, uh, another one that came out in '92. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Back to School would be a better one. We could, we could, uh, we could do that one night too. That'd be a great one to do. I just anytime I can talk about Dangerfield, and uh, if we do Back to School, like Kinnison was in that. Right, exactly. I could talk about Kinnison too. And so, holy fuck, Wayne's World came out in '92. Also, Jesus Christ. Damn it, Teddy! <laughs> You're taking me back. That's another one I got to come up on the show. I, feel I love so... fucking the original. I love both of them, but the original one you can't touch. Oh yeah, definitely, man. We, we were talking about that the other day when I was when we were moving. Bohemian Rhapsody came on, and we were talking about that. <laughs> we were talking about yes, that. Yes, yes, Sister, Sister Act. Another. You talk about remakes. They're actually trying to remake Sister Act. I hate to admit, but I saw that in the theater too. <laughs> Which one? The first one? Yeah. Hey, 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 don't slip. Whoopi Goldberg, man. I mean, I don't know. I, look, oh, she's I on The like View her. now, and it, it, that's what it is. That show is what it is. But Whoopi Goldberg is another one. 80s icon, early 90s for me. Like, fucking hilarious woman. Mm-hmm. I will never talk shit on Whoopi. I love Whoopi Goldberg. Hilarious. I and really I think, don't. honestly, if she ever gets got back into the movie game, she could still do it. Well, that, truthfully, she about two, three years ago, she was on, uh, not even... Two years ago, she was she had a little uh, she had did an episode of Blue Bloods. How was she? She was fine. I don't care for her. I really don't. I mean, I'll watch movies she's in, and you know, I, whatever. But to me, she's not. She's. I don't know. We'll get into some female comedians later. And we'll talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> they've been in the news recently. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk about that. Um, all right, let's get into this fucking movie. I guess we don't have to. Uh, we'll kind of go through it real quick. Basically, uh, we've got two guys. We've got couple of hustlers. Couple of hustlers. Couple of hustlers. We got uh, two very different hustlers. We have Sidney Dean, uh, again Wesley Snipes, and we have Woody Harrelson playing uh, Billy Hoyle. 
two completely different types of hustlers. Sidney Dean is the flashy, uh, shit-talking hustler. Then you've got uh, Billy Hoyle, other, you know, Woody Harrelson, who kind of plays the dumb country, you know, white guy trying to play basketball in the hood and yeah. uses his white goofiness, you yeah. know, to, to his advantage. He play he plays into it because as the movie goes on and as Sidney Dean will find out later on, he's not as dumb as he looks. He's very street smart. Right. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Which is the point of the movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely one of the points of the movie. But um you know, they start out Billy Hoyle does hustle Dean, but um, you know, they kinda get make a deal. The deal gets broken, they get into an argument. And, uh, you know, they kind of, uh, they work out something to where they're going to play a $5,000 game, that yeah. uh, tournament coming up soon. And um, they uh, they actually do win the tournament, but uh, Billy, being the gambler that he is, uh, ends up losing the money and will Trust me, we're going to go through a little more. Uh, we're going to get deeper into it, but I'm just going to kind of breeze over the uh, the plot yeah. right now. He does lose the money. Um, his uh, his girl leaves him. He gets her a on few the times. <laughs> he, she does. He leaves her. Uh, he does get her back after she gets on Jeopardy, but she ends up leaving him again when they do go to play one final game against the two best in California. You know, these guys were known. Um, but I guess we'll go ahead and, you know, that's pretty much the basis of the movie. Uh, these guys do become best friends by the end of the movie. Yeah. And let me ask you, Box. Mm -hmm. and, and this actually ties into the movie. Uh, I, you, know, we, you know, we were kind of making reference to the fact that they're remaking it and would the title of the movie and, the, you know, the plot of the movie work 25 mm -hmm. years later in Trump's America, right? Now, taking you back to 1992, you were a little older than me. What had what 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 social controversy? What social event happened in 1992? The uh, big controversy, you know, uh, was it um? I don't know. Rodney King. Oh, was, was that 91, 92? Did you do you think? Look in hindsight that it took balls to release this movie around that time, even though it wasn't like a big socially conscious type movie. Do you think that looking back, it was probably like it took balls to put this movie in the theaters? No, no, people were not as fucking uptight as they are now. No, I don't. I don't think it took balls. You know what they did? They came up with a title and they put the movie out and they didn't worry about the fact that everyone was going to get on Facebook and get on Twitter because it didn't exist back then. Back then, if you wanted to have, have a voice, you had to be a fucking radio... Uh, you had to be on radio or TV. That was your voice. But yeah. no... No, it you basically have to put yourself back out there. You couldn't hide behind like Facebook and Twitter and bitch and moan, basically. No, no, it just wasn't the fucking same. It wasn't the same environment. Wasn't as fucking uptight. There you go. There you go. April twenty sixth, nineteen ninety two. B Megs is bringing up uh, fucking sublime lyrics over here. <laughs> <laughs> There was a riot on the street. That was a great fucking song. I love fucking Sublime. Great fucking band. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're jumping it a little. All right, after yeah, but I, I definitely don't think there was any 
any balls. Again, you didn't have to think, who am I going to offend with this? Who am I going to offend with that? Yeah. Like I said, I, I miss back in the day, pre-social. The world was so much better when we didn't handle all of these fucking out terms of like how to... Sometimes, like I said, everybody has a right to their opinion, but sometimes it's not exactly good when you express those opinions or when you have a forum to put it out there. Because I did, that's the problem that I had with Facebook and Twitter. Like, back in the day, when you had an opinion, mm-hmm. you had actually had to think it out first before you put it out there. Yeah. And you didn't, have these, you didn't have these forums where you could instantly react whenever something pissed you off. Yeah. 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 And then it's like everybody has that instant gratification, and it's like... You really get to see the intelligence of most people. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, ridiculous, man. All right. Oh, Bill Clinton was elected in 92. a boy, Bill. I did not. He picked a good fucking move. 1992 was an underrated year for shit happening. <laughs> Obviously, man. Fuck, man. It was a damn good year, 92. Yeah. A couple years later, everybody was making good money. <laughs> Bill was getting laid. Everybody was happy because Bill was getting laid. Uh, somebody looked this up in the chat. Was 92 the year he was on Arsenio with the uh, saxo- uh, saxophone? I believe when that, he was solo? I believe that's when he was running for president, so I think you may be right. Yeah, no, damn. Yeah. 90, fuck it. We're we going to review the year. We're going to do a year in review one of these weeks <laughs> on 1992. One of the best years ever, God damn it. We didn't even think about it, but it's a great fucking year. But, Good uh, movies, controversy. Yeah, black people getting beat up in a str- beautiful year. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get into that whole Rodney King thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think we should. Not you know, someone's gonna get on Facebook and start complaining. No, we won't. Yeah, yeah. Won't. I, I, guess, I guess it's a good thing that uh, Weeze isn't in the chat right now. Oh, Weeze will be <laughs> to entrap you again. <laughs> Here, read this box. Oh, God. Weaves, if you're listening, please log in. <laughs> no, don't log in. Don't log in. I guess we can, I mean, you know, the, 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 all right, let's 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 get into where the movie starts out. Starts out, like we said, uh, you know, Sidney Dean's playing basketball. Kadeem Hardison is his hype man <laughs> in this movie. That's basically what he is. He's, he's the hype man in this movie. And, um... You know, they're out playing basketball, and you see uh, old Woody Harrelson walking through. And, uh, you know, basically, like I said, he uses his stupid white boy look to to his advantage. Yeah. And uh, it works for him. Almost every damn time it works for him. Yeah, especially, let's be honest, you know, not to break this down into a race thing, but fuck it, it is a race thing. Like, if you come onto a basketball court surrounded by a bunch of brothers... And you don't you the one white guy there. They're just gonna assume that you're like you know Mayberry ish. You lost. Excuse me, are you lost? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, there are other white guys there, but they're basically you know built. I mean, I I believe they're right on Venice Beach. Yeah, is where they're playing. That's what it looks like to me. Um, yeah. But- and before it, like, and before they honestly get to know him. He, if you look at him, he has like that very naive look on his face. Like he he plays it to the hilt. Mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where you stand on him, but he's very underrated just in terms of facials and how he projects himself. He really throws himself into whatever character he's playing. And I noticed. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. It's good. 
And I guess we can, um, what should we do? Which, I don't even know, there's not that many scenes to play in this movie, but there are a few. I mean, we can get into the mama jokes right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and I also want to, the one scene we do have to play, uh, we talked about earlier uh, him having a, a gambling problem, right? Mm-hmm. Remember how he had that little debt with the mob? Mm-hmm. The and the first time they kind of like uh, him and his uh, girl, Rosa Perez, are on the run, she has a great, I'll wait till we get there, but she has a great line mm. <laughs> about the debt. Yeah. <laughs> You're dead, my debt. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's yeah. fucking dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we gotta play that line. We gotta yeah, play, yeah. Play, that, play that little scene. Let me see where we're at here, because I gotta be honest with you. I'm not 100% sure. I watched this movie today, but I was kind of distracted while doing it. So here we go. Let's see where we're at. Shut up. All right, what's the count? Nine, eight, up. Nine, eight, you get the fuck out of here. It's nine, eight, us, you dope. Junior, if you the fucking count, you be a fucking astronaut. It's nine, eight, up. Oh, man, George, your mother's an astronaut. Oh, he talking about your mama, man. He playing you for a punk. He playing you and your mama for a punk. Man, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it, man. I wouldn't take it. My mother ain't no astronaut. My mother ain't no astronaut. Say it. Say it. Your mother ain't no astronaut. Your father ain't no astronaut. Ain't no astronaut's got nothing to do with nothing, all right? Yeah, well, my mama ain't no astronaut. You understand me, huh? Huh? Hey, his ass, man. What is this? George, man. Me saying that your mother's an astronaut is just another way of saying that you all fucked up. Yeah, well, cool. Well, well, let's just get off mamas, because uh, I just got off yours. Oh! Keep my mama out of this, brother. <laughs> She's out. She's out. Cool. Cool. She's out. Cool. She's out. <laughs> what time you want me to bring the bitch back? <laughs> no! All right, that was that's the one I wanted to play. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny, man. Now, Box. Yeah. Be honest. I know this is, like, normally a black thing. No offense. Uh-huh. But uh, did you play the Dozens growing up? The what? The Dozens. That's basically what they was doing back and forth. Yo mama so fat. You know, you know when you go back. I mean, and I basically, just... whoever couldn't come up with a good one line, got, you know, lost. No, oh, I mean, I've never, I've gone back and forth with people. I mean, I don't give a shit. You're joking with people. You're joking with people. It it never bothered me. I didn't care. But I mean, it, but but this does show that Sidney Dean is the uh, you know the flashy guy, um, you know, opposed to, like I said, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. Well, basically, you'll hear him talking right now to to uh, Billy Hoyle, who they haven't met yet, and uh, you know they don't know that they're both hustlers yet, but. Uh, this is a good part. Just the way he talks to Billy kind of lets you know how everyone looks at him and treats him when he's on the uh, on the court. Yeah. Hey, man, what's the score? Chump, I'm talking to you. What, 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 you deaf or something? Talking to the fucking air. My name ain't Chump, it's Billy Hoyle. <laughs> Billy Hoyle. Billy Hoyle. Billy Hoyle. Okay, Billy. Now, can you count to ten, Billy? Yeah. Good. What's the score, Billy? I don't know. Then you're a chump. I mean, be a chump. I just said that wasn't my name. (laughs) You pumped your ass in. There you go. So you see, I mean, everyone sort of talks to him like that, like you don't know what you're doing, chump, chump, chump. And, um... Basically, at this point, one of the guys walks out of the game because his bunions hurt. 
<laughs> he lies down, and they bring Billy in to play against uh, Wesley Snipes, and he ends up whipping their ass. He can fucking play, and uh, they figure that out. And he also ropes uh, Wesley Snipes here into a little little three point from the from the from the top of the key, you know, best out of five, and he actually ends up beating him, which is uh, kind of where. You know, he even says to him, you know, I've hustled a hell of a lot better players than you, Sydney. He told him what he's doing. <laughs> and, Box, I don't know if you're still at that part, but uh, we should also mention that he had to borrow a few bucks from uh, from Junior. Oh, the Sizzler part? All right, yeah, you got you to play that little scene. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. I got to get past the, uh, the oh, game. Oh, God, that was... That was... <laughs> Golden. Let me see here. I'm I'm there. I just need to get back there. Here I'm around. Hold on. Give me two seconds and I'm there. Here we go. That's your that's, um, that's your money. Oh, now that's see the only money. problem I have now is figuring out I'm gonna pull the ball out your ass when I take your money. <laughs> and that is his money. Money talks. That is his money. That's his money. Twenty, forty, forty-one. Forty shorts. Uh, I, I, B Junior. Huh? Come here, man. Come on, let me twenty. Oh, come on, see, right, I look like Bank of America. Bank of America, you can give me a loan. You always do this to me, see. You think I'm gonna lose this money to this white boy? You better not lose my money to this white boy. He a visitor. We the home team, baby. This here is a black thing. Okay. All right. Okay. Give me motherfucking twenty dollars so I can run it. All right. And we gonna eat this? Damn right. We gonna eat this? All right. I'm the bank. And that is his money, huh? That's his money. Let's go, baby. Come on. Best out of five. Top the key. Since you the foreigner, since you the foreigner. How many people did you know in 1992 would jokingly just walk up to you and go, we going Sizzler, we going Sizzler. Hey, hey, fuck this. Sizzler was the shit. Dude, that was. I lived in that fucking establishment in the 90s. Dude, that's. I wish it was still around, bro. Really that, do. <laughs> that scene right there was huge because people made fun of that. Now, they didn't make fun of it, but they quoted that so much so many times man and how fucking sad is it that if they if that if that scene were to be uh reenacted word for word how how badly it would be fucking picked apart and dissected by some fucking swj you know the white white man this black man that black thing white thing foreigner <laughs> well this whole movie it could be picked apart if you felt like it, but, um, you know, again, we're at the part where, uh, you know, basically he, you know, they're playing, um, let me see if I can find that part. And again, Sidney Dean showing off, just showing off and, you know, Billy sees it and kind of starts talking a little shit to him while he's showing off kind of, you know, tells him actually to shut the fuck up. They're here. Oh, oh shit. Just, <laughs> Oh, it is hard goddamn work being this good. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, oh, rabbit ears, am I starting to get to you? No, Sidney, you aren't getting to me. You're just making my eardrums hurt. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No, it's fucking geek. That's a what a you look fucking like. geek. geek, exactly, like all right? But what you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard <laughs> goddamn work making something this pretty Look like a chump or a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason. Well, you got me convinced, whatever the reason may be. Fact is. Okay, and that's kind of the point of the movie right there. What we've been saying, he does look the way he looks, and he plays it for a reason. And you know yeah. what? 
here's the other quick part that I was talking about, actually. Right here. I'll go ahead and do it right from here. Sydney. No thing but a chicken wing on a string. I'm Burger King. Sydney, I noticed that that wind was kicking up a bit on my last shot. You might want to just about six, eight inches to the left. Here it is. This is the big one. All the money. Don't worry, Sydney. I've hustled a hell of a lot better players than you before. <laughs> Don't put up no brick. Would you stop <laughs> yapping and let brother shoot? Well, you heard that. That was a missed shot. And he did lose that money, and he's pissed. But, again, you know, he used... Uh, uh, Billy used his whiteness and his chump, chumpiness. Want to say chumpiness? I like that. And his chumpiness... Uh, to his advantage, and he took advantage of uh, Sydney. You know, heads home. This is the first time we see Rosie Perez already looking kind of sexy. <laughs> I guess, wow. <laughs> little black outfit, and then, mm. you know, sitting there with her legs in the air in a couple of seconds here. But yeah, really good movie. And she, or good part in this, in this movie. And, you know, she's... Uh, Let's not forget to mention she is studying to get her shot on Jeopardy to yeah. win the money because they owe the are they called the Gastukis or the Stukies? The Gastukis, I want to say the, the Gastuki brothers. They owe them eight thousand dollars or seven thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars, and that's what they're building towards is uh, trying to pay these uh, loan sharks. I'm uh, back. I'm, are they loan sharks? Is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, they're, they're like low, you know. And as we get to the, as we go through the movie, we'll find out that they're basically a low rent uh, loan sharks. Yeah, yeah. They they're, actually... they're, they're not really the good. They're not really of the good fellas type variety, or even even the fucking Sopranos no. in terms of like threats. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, but. Uh, you know, like I said, they're trying to get the money for that. She is studying for Jeopardy. And, uh, you know, right away, someone comes to the door. She's freaking out. She thinks it's the Gastukis, but no, it's Sidney Dean. This is where he kind of talks Billy into uh, making a little extra money on the side while um, while they want to, you know, this is where he makes the deal to play the, the $5,000 tournament with him. And uh, in the meantime... He wants to make some money on the side hustling with uh with Billy. And uh they go do it. In the first scene though, where uh they start making money, they play this big crazy motherfucker who uh actually kind of ends up catching him. And here, let me get I'm not sure if I should play the part where he goes to get the money and robs the store. Because that's a hilarious part. Oh yeah! Oh, featuring the great, the late great Ronaldo Ray, another fucking underrated guy. That and once you see him, even if you don't know the name, he popped up in a lot of things. Once again, in the nineties, he was in House Party Three. Mm. He was in a uh, Friday. Uh, he had like a lot of memorable scenes. Hmm. All right, let me throughout play. the nineties. I'll play a little bit of this here. Nah, you got him, the goofy looking guy. Me? Yeah, you. Oh, I'm fucked. Hey, Chump, you wanna run? You mean play basketball? No, we mean ice hockey. Get your tired butt up here, Gretzky. 
All right, hold on. I'll pause it for a second. Well, I'll mute it for a second here and talk for a minute. There you go. Here's the part. I get it, all right? Oh, oh, I got to go to the glove compartment. Go, okay, you go to the glove compartment. Then you bring your Sasquatch butt on back here, all right? I got a hot hand. Shoot, I got your back, Raymond. All right, now he does go to his glove compartment to get a gun and a ski mask. And uh, this might be one of the funniest this may be one of the funniest parts in this movie is when he goes into the uh the store and he's going to get the money that he owes him he's going to rob a store here we go give me a couple seconds he's outside right now i'll get to it when he walks in here we go hey give me your money now he's crouching down also to try to not not look so tall and and he's Oh, fuck it. Here you go. Raymond, that's you. No, no, no. This ain't Raymond. Nah. Take off that goddamn mask and put down that gun. Shit. What you trying to do? Look, man, I got me a couple of chumps on the line over here at the park, man. Come on, man. Loan me some money, man. Loan me some money. Get the fuck out of here. All right. <laughs> hey, look, man, you need you a good gun, man, because there's some crazy motherfuckers walking around this neighborhood. <laughs> a lot crazier than me. <laughs> Give me $300 for it. I'll give you two hundred. Oh come on, man, two seventy-five. Two fifty. All right, all right. But now you robbing me. So this man took twenty-five dollars off. Fucking love it. He tries to rob his ass, ends up selling his gun to him. <laughs> oh shit! Kind of this scene, look. Anytime you negotiating with the fucker, you robbing. That means you're not cut out for crime. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say, but that's the most. This, this may be the most hood scene in the in, in all of hood scenes of every movie in the world. No, 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 no. That that man's hood pass is revoked. Oh the man! Fuck you, going to rob him? <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. So after that, the uh, Billy and and uh, Billy and Simon. Uh, 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 goddamn, what's his name in this movie? Sydney. I keep thinking Simon because fucking. Which, we by, which by the way, you you got to be a bad motherfucker if you if, if your parents name you Sydney, mm-hmm. you need to take you need to take some Bruce Lee classes ASAP. Well, <laughs> he's got him. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the guy ends up <laughs> going crazy after they lose, and uh, excuse me, I, I yeah, but uh, he ends up going a little bit crazy after they lose. And uh, he says, fuck that. Y'all are hustling my ass. I'm going to my car to get my other gun. I'm shooting everybody. They run. Uh, another great scene in the movie where they're running. No. But uh, another and we, and we should point out that uh, initially, like, this was like an elaborate little ruse mm-hmm. by Sydney to kind of uh, kind of like lure that uh, false insecurity out of Billy. Yeah. Let's befriend him. Because he he really wanted to get them back for hustling him. Like they kind of played this tit for tat type of game with each other. Like for the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely did. Um, nah, fuck it. I know we're playing a little more than I thought, but we can go. Through. Oh, oh hey. man! No, took right the niggas to the hole, baby. <laughs> Booyah! Woo! Hey, you know what? Nobody has done that around here since the King and Duck Johnson. King and Duck. King and the Duck. Now, we had mentioned earlier the King and the Duck. King and Duck are the, like, legends of that area. Um, and that's, you know, who everyone is striving to be is those two guys. So there you go. But this is another really 
famous part from this movie, probably one of the most memorable parts of the movie also, is the scene where uh, Woody Harrelson starts playing Jimi Hendrix. And uh, Wesley Snipes just goes off on him. And I'm definitely playing that shit. Here we go. Fuck you, play it. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Hey, who is this? Jimmy Hendrix. No, I know who it is. Why are you playing Jimmy? Well, because I like to listen to him. Oh, you like to listen? That's what the fucking problem is. Y'all listen. Well, what am I supposed to do? Eat it? <laughs> no, no, no. You're supposed to hear it. Hey, I just said I like to listen to it, man. No, 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 no. There's a difference between hearing and listening. See, white people, y'all can't hear Jimmy. You, 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 you listen. What the fuck are you talking about? His drummer was white. Ah! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Jimmy Hendrix's drummer was not white. Yes, he did. Yo, check it out. See? This is a picture. Whole damn band is white this except a, for Jimmy. This is a fucking picture, man. This is Air Plus bullshit. Jimmy Hendrix did not have a white rhythm section. You cannot hear Jimmy. All right, fuck. All right. Thank you. Check this out. He said, I love you. All right, I'm not going to torture anybody with that music. But, uh, yeah, the part where he, the, the Jimi Hendrix part was another quotable part from this movie. Everybody was quoting this part, too, of this movie. This really was a very quotable movie for a lot of people for a long time. A lot of scenes in this movie people, you know, quoted and quoted over and over again. But, uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ted says if, uh, he's laughing at the word airbrushed. Now it's photoshopped. <laughs> yeah, he's right though. It, it used to be airbrushed. Now suddenly everything is photoshopped. But, oh um, god. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it's true though. It is totally uh, true. Now, Mark, uh, you don't have to play this scene, but let me ask you this one. Mm-hmm. Do you know the definition of a ride or die type of chick? Um, one that's riding you while you're driving. <laughs> Perfectly acceptable white answer. But no, <laughs> no, 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 no. That that basically the uh, intellectual way of saying it is Perfectly. a chick that'll stick with you through the good times and the bad times. Right? Acceptable white answer. <laughs> I'm glad you. Ex- I'm glad you accept my white answer. <laughs> You know what? Just uh, no. for that, no. I'm, but seriously, just for that, I'm staring at Rosie Perez's tits right now. Hey, I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. No, but up. I brought this up because uh, we brought up the uh, scene where uh, basically, like, they're indebted to uh, these long shots, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they kind of get into an argument as they're running from the bad guys. And uh, Rosie Perez has this scene where she basically says, uh, "I'm not getting shot over your debt." <laughs> Billy, uh, Billy responds, mm-hmm. "Our debt." And then she responds back, uh, whoever's fucking dead is, I'm not getting shot over it. <laughs> and let me ask you, if you if you if that's you in that situation <laughs> and she basically tries to put the family debt on all on you, what's your response? <laughs> Cause at that point I I'm questioning her loyalty. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that shit, bro. I mean it's like it, it's funny it's just funny to me how like when the chips sit down, that's when you know if somebody really with you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. When you about to get, when y'all both about to get shot and they sell you sell you up the river, that's when you know who really with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that uh, that certainly weeds out the uh, the followers, doesn't it? 
I, I don't know. But then again, you, you look at the tits and it's like, yeah, but I, I'll give you that. You slipped up. You, I can forgive you. Yeah, one or <laughs> You're two. still young. Your titties ain't hit your knees yet. I, I can forgive you. You were, you know, she was scared in the moment. I get it. I get it. She was talking crazy. I, I'll, I'll forgive you. Crazy talk. But, you know, Puerto Ricans and their crazy talk. You know, those Puerto but Rican girls. Fun, isn't it funny the shit you'll put up with for a piece of pussy? <laughs> oh my God. My girl's in the other room. I ain't talking about this shit. (laughs) 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 All right, but we'll be right back. (laughs) I'm not even taking a fucking break. We're going to go right into it. (laughs) Now, not only is Rosie Perez studying to get on Jeopardy, but she has these weird, like, you would think she's on drugs thoughts. Um, you know, I mean, there's a whole thing with this whole win or lose thing she does. I think I already passed that scene. But this scene will give you just as much as how confusing her talk is. Um, this is the scene where she talks about the drink. Let me just do this. Has made a fool of- I just got to see her titties again. Honey, my mouth is dry. Honey, I'm thirsty. Okay, your girl says she's thirsty. What do you do? Get her a glass of water. Thank you. And and, and I just want to point this out, ladies. Like, after we didn't bust it that nut, that is not the fucking time to get philosophical with us. (laughs) Because our our head ain't in the game. No pun intended. At that point. (laughs) No. No, the blood is still not in the brain. Yeah, it, it, it's so, getting... so I, I completely side with Billy on this one. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I am going to finish the scene because it's so confusing. But I, I just wanted to. Uh, I didn't want him his walking to get water to be fucking silence and footsteps. So, <laughs> so here we go. There you go. When I said I was thirsty, it doesn't mean I want you to bring me a glass of water. It doesn't? (laughs) Missing the whole point of me saying I'm thirsty. If I have a problem, you're not supposed to solve it. Men always make the mistake of thinking they can solve a woman's problem. Makes them feel omnipotent. Omnipotent? Did you have a bad dream? It's a way of controlling a woman. Bringing him a glass of water? Yes. I read it in a magazine. See, if I'm thirsty, I don't want you to bring me a glass of water. I want you to sympathize. I want you to say, Gloria, I too know what it feels like to be thirsty. I too have had a dry mouth. I want you to connect with me through sharing and understanding the concept of dry mouthedness. This is all in the same magazine? Into control. Shut up. Okay. Them titties are good. But. Yeah. Yo, fuck this. I'm sorry. Fuck this crazy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Alright. I mean, I. I I want to say fuck her, but he already did. But it's like. I keep going back to the titties. And. 
the shit you will put up with. <laughs> you will, man. But 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 Billy, like being like I said, this this is what makes him a genius. Yeah, and by he, he 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 fucked her and then got into the argument with mm-hmm. her and stormed out. Mm-hmm. That's and, the way to do it. Yep, and and by That's the way, this, the, way to do it. the scene isn't over. I I just wanted to break it up a little bit, but yeah, here let's finish it up. See, he was sick, honey. Don't give me the rollover, okay? When I say I'm thirsty, it means if anybody in the room has a glass of water, I'd love to have a sip. When I say I want to make love, it means let's screw. That's exactly the kind of thing I thought you would say. Besides, I don't like the word screw, okay? I prefer make love or fuck. Screw is for carpenters. Oh, you're gonna... Pause it for a minute, Bob. Don't Oh, I'm already in. Don't say screw. I prefer make love or fuck. Okay. I, I, lo- I love how I love how screw is more offensive to it than the word fucking. <laughs> Baby, I want to fuck the shit out of you. Okay. But if I say I want to screw you, I'm a piece of shit. Okay. Duly noted. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Alright. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you can finish the scene box. I had to get that laugh well, out, that's though. It's pretty much over. But right after that, remember, he does walk out, but he runs back in because. The oh, yeah, the scene I referenced earlier. This, yeah. is the, this is the scene. I guess I can play. Let me. Here, fuck it. It's, it's in a second when they're going across the... Uh... Hurry up! How come you're moving so slow? I'm carrying everything. You want me to carry you too? It's okay, but uh, yeah, but that—that's the gist of. It. I mean, that the, the uh, scene with the argument mm-hmm. over the glass of water kind of sums up their the dynamic of the relationship. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, now, as Anthony said earlier, uh, Sydney was definitely working on getting Billy back, one way yeah. or the other, and uh, this is where he does it. Um, takes him into a game. They do the same gimmick, you know, he walks down looking like the the cheap, jumpy white boy. They pick him, but uh, instead of winning, they lose. Um, it, you know, Billy goes back to his, uh, to Rosie, and, you know, and, you know, hey, we lost, blah, blah, blah. She figures out they got hustled. Yeah. And um, they end up actually going to... She ends up going to Sydney Dean's house. Now, <laughs> yes. you know what? We and, have another. Billy, you know, he's breaking it down. Like, 
men do not go back on bets. No, and you know what? <laughs> men, I... we stand by our bets. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. She like, no, nah, fuck that. We need this money. Because oh, he, he basically lost. He gambled away the money that they were saving to pay off the uh, Stookies. Yeah. And you know what? I think this is the scene where it's the whole... Hold on here. Men understand how these things work. Wasn't there a big apartment house or something there, too? Let me explain, all right? But the, the men's rules are very simple. If you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. But under no circumstances do you ask for the money back. Why not? Because it's not part of the rules. Oh, yeah? Well, you know, Billy, I got a different set of rules of my own. You want to use them? Here they go. Sometimes when you win, you really lose. And sometimes when you lose, you really win. What the fuck is that? Sometimes mean? when you win or lose, you actually tie. And sometimes when you tie, you actually win or lose. I hate it when. Did Titus O'Neil write this part? I mean, I, I, they kind of make they, they add the music to it to make it seem insightful. But it's like that's the type of shit a fucking guidance counselor would say to you in high school. Uh, when you win, you win. Fuck out of here with yeah. that shit. Just shoot straight with me. <laughs> she says a lot of bullshit in this movie, and I mean that they're, they're obviously making her out to be the, you know, the 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 think she the, the know it all type of chick, but you know, from the street know it all chick. But um, you know, like but, uh, like we've been saying, them titties. The box, real quick. Yeah. You know, he, we we just brought up the scene where uh, Sydney hustled him. Basically, he basically threw the game on purpose to kind of bring him in. Right. Now, to me, this kind of illustrated a good piece of acting from Wesley because when he was walking away, and Billy was like, you know, he gave him that sad story. I got to figure out how I'm gonna tell Gloria, you know, that I lost the money and where I'm asleep. And the look on his face as they're kind of like fading out of that scene made you believe that he really felt bad. <laughs> It, it, like, and I'm talking about when I first saw the movie before I kind of got into like before I actually saw the whole movie mm-hmm. play out when I first saw it that scene brought me in like damn that dude really feel bad yeah yeah he did and I, I here let me see something here I can't now let me uh, ask you like like hindsight being what it is do you think that in the back of his mind he wanted to get him back but he did kind of feel guilty about cause you know he's a family man too and he's trying to you know make ends meet his wife is on him about trying to move into this big fancy house and like do you think part of him kind of sympathized with him at that point I think he did feel bad for him I mean you know he's sitting there saying I, you know, I don't know how I'm going to tell my girl I lost the money again she's going to leave me she's going to kill me um, and I think he legit felt bad but he, do he got his family. He got his family to think about because yeah. he based the basketball thing. Even though it's not a way to make a long term living, mm-hmm. he was using that to provide for his family. Right, but unfortunately, you got two guys here trying to make a living doing the same thing. Yeah, never really works out good, and uh, you know, you never hustle a hustler. You're gonna get yeah. hustled again. It Definitely. will happen. <laughs> Uh, they do end up at the turn. Um, where let's rewind a little bit, back up a little bit. Like I, like we said, they do. Uh, Rosie Perez and um, and Woody do go over to uh, Sydney's house and talk to his wife. Rosie and his wife get into a little thing and they talk and they make a little deal. You guys are still playing that fucking game and you're gonna fucking win. Yeah. Okay. So they do. Now, in this game, obviously, Woody Harrelson's pretty pissed off. 
and he's doing nothing but talking shit. Let me get to some of the shit talking that Billy's doing. He keeps going off on people. Here we go. <laughs> is that the best game you got? Because if it is, you better just grab that free T-shirt and head home. Yeah, man, what the hell are you doing, man? You hit, who'd you bring over here? Mighty Mouse? Oh, man, you know wrong, something? You're wrong. too pretty to play basketball. You, you know that? You got that big, big Z in your fro, man. Come on, what you stop? Hey, do you know the scene I'm playing right now? Oh, uh, yeah. Do you by any chance know, are, are these either one of these guys real basketball players? I believe so. I just can't think of their names off the top of my head. The shorter guy on the left was in another movie and actually played a basketball player. The movie was Down Periscope. Down Periscope. He, that was uh, mid-90s, wasn't it? With Kelsey Grammer, Lauren Hawley. Was David Allen Grant in that too? No. No, 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 this was, uh... I got heard of that movie, but I don't, I don't think no, I've seen this that this was, one. uh, Bruce Stern, Rip Torn, Kelsey Grammer, Lauren Hawley, um, Rob Schneider. And ah. this guy played a guy named Jackson, who was actually, in the movie, a, ba a basketball player for the Navy. Oh. That's why I was wondering, I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that was him, but I'm looking at him and I'm like, motherfucker... I know who this is because I watched that movie today. Don't judge me. Hey, well, we all like weird shit. No, Down Periscope is one of my guilty pleasure movies. And I, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've got a lot of like movies like that. I like that movie. It's funny. It's quick. It goes fast. Uh, the guy who plays the cook in it is the guy who's Santa at the end of Home Alone. Ah, the, you know we. Well, I'll give I'll give you. A, I'll give, we are, we're halfway through the movie. I'll give you a quick guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, go ahead. Are you familiar with the chick from the '90s? Hot chick, by the way, Erica Olivia. Yeah. You ever see a movie called Chasers? I did not, but I remember it. That movie. Please see that movie. Okay. I, I want to say Billy Zane was in it, but that movie uh. <laughs> is stupid as all fuck, yeah. but it's hilarious. Yeah, BB makes it saying Rip Torn is a god among men. I agree. Rip Torn has been in some amazing movies. And movies, you know, yeah, I mean, he doesn't get enough credit. He's a little underrated, Rip Torn. I mean, come on, Men in Black, the whole series. He's made, he's he's made, he's made a lot of uh, memorable cameos. He really did. Memorable cameo, but he's also been in a ton of fucking movies. And he's been a lot of different characters. So I am a uh, I am a fan of Rip Torn. But let's get back to Billy's tirade. Already? Hey man, what are you, the Black Zorro? Oh man, look, what is enough? Hey no, seriously, you get your hair cut at the Braille Institute? What the fuck is Opie Taylor talking oh, about anyway? anyway huh? Opie Taylor? Opie, hey, I got your Opie, you big, bad, gomer pot, droopy-eyed son of a bitch. You and the cream and wheat man, take your ass back to Mayberry and tell Aunt B she better have my bean pies or I'm going to kick her ass. What are you doing? Lurching more kicks yet? What the fuck are you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm doing two things. What? What are you doing? I'm making them mad. Most guys don't play good when they're mad. Look, you know you're embarrassing me. That's what you're doing. Yeah, well, that's the other thing I'm doing. I can't believe this. You know, you're not embarrassing me. You are pissing me off. That's what you're doing. Well, good, because unlike those guys, I assume you play better when you're mad. Am I right? I'm not listening to you. Yeah, but you oh, are hearing me. There you go. There's the hearing. Now, you know who fucking made sense? And that's actually a good quote to live by. What? They, they, that's actually been, that was actually a running theme throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. The difference between hearing and listening. Oh, yeah. Now, that's actually a quote that I can get with. Sidney Dean was on point with that uh, little quote. That there's a difference between hearing and listening. 
are, are you saying white people can't hear Jimmy? <laughs> is that what you're, you mean? You mean I can't listen to fucking Voodoo Child? Is that what you're telling me? Everybody, the box. No, no, it's not. This is a this is a, a multiracial thing. No, 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 no. no everybody no, no. can hear, but not everybody listens. No, 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 no. You can't tell me I can't hear fucking Voodoo Child. Hogan air guitar to that song. That song is a white man song now. That song is a man. I, honestly, look, black, white. If you don't fucking like Voodoo Child, you, <laughs> you're so, you're less than human to me. That song is iconic. And you want to talk about a god among men? Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy fucking Hendrix is a legend. Jimmy, he was making Hendrix. <laughs> and you know he what? was banging them two at a time before porn was cool. Oh my god, dude! And you know what? I'm actually if you listen to uh, if you listen to the um, download, you'll hear it. I'm playing it in the background. But I mean, there's actually a movie right now on. Uh, I think it's Showtime. It's called Jimmy. Oh, hold on, let me get the name of this movie. It's you get a, the name. Is, is it a documentary on him? It is. I, I'll be. I'll be very interested in watching that. Jimi Hendrix movie, 2017. Here we go. Give me two seconds. It's called Jimmy All Is By My Side. Um, it's a newer movie, but I I I just recorded. It. It's on like every couple of hours, and I'm trying to see. Oh, so it just came out. It, 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 it's a 2017 movie. Let me, um, actually, it's a 2013 movie that Fuck. just sort of gained a little bit of popularity. Um, Jimi Hendrix is played by a guy named Andre Benjamin. I don't know if you know who he is. Andre 3000 from Outkast? Mm, I don't, it might be. He's on a bunch of soundtracks, Eight Mile Soundtrack and... Too Fast, Too Furious? It may be. Yeah. You would know him by face if you want to look it up real quick. Let me look that up. Yeah, go ahead. But um, let me see here. Hold on. I'm trying to see if there's a... Here, music department. I don't know. You'd know more than me if that's him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. That is Andre, yeah. Is it? Yeah, I'm have to check. I'm have to, I'm definitely checking this out. Okay, well he plays. Like, I, I think you would like. I know you're not a hip hop guy, but if you look up some of his music, I think you would enjoy it. I I, I know who he is, but um, I'll definitely. Uh, all right. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna check this out. Well, Thank I've you got for putting one of this. No problem. I've got this movie. We might have to do this one then. Might have well, yeah, to this out. is definitely gonna come up on on the uh, once I check it out. This is definitely gonna come up on the show one of these months. Here we go. B Meg's putting a little. Uh, speaking of, uh, I'm echoing in your computer. Hold on. Yeah, mute out for a minute. All right, there we go. Uh, Bischoff says he paid a hundred k for the rights to Voodoo Child, but pretty much had free range on use. Said it was one of the best investments he ever made. I wouldn't doubt that, dude. That song became. I mean that was Hogan's theme for the new Hollywood Hogan. I mean, it's fun, it, 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 and it, believe it, you say it, what about Hogan, man? Mm-hmm. But the man's legend, and, and honestly, I remember one night in particular at the height of the NWO where they made the show opens, and it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a 10, 12 minute open because they actually let the whole song play out. They pull up in the limo. First thing you hear is that, doom, 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 and it was just like, they let the whole song play out. One of my favorite entrances in wrestling of all fucking time. Badass. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here looking at what B-Meg said, 
and I'm wondering, does he still own those rights? Does B- I wonder Bischoff? if Bischoff still owns those rights? If he did, I would fucking fucking. Uh, I, you never know. Bischoff's—he's pretty uh solid business guy, so I wouldn't doubt it. I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, man. And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't didn't because uh, he used Voodoo Child and WWE for a little while, didn't he? Uh, so Vince showed out the money to pay uh, use it too for a little while. It might have been part of the deal, or he might have made a deal with Bischoff to use it because. Well, I wonder if Hogan like owns the right because I know he owns the rights to a lot of shit. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, hmm, Hogan might. Man, that's one I'd like to fucking get to the bottom of. Yeah, I mean, cause honestly, if I own the rights to that song, my god, I'm actually surprised it's not used more because we're seeing like a lot of these commercials bring back old school songs. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised they hadn't popped up in one yet. Yeah, I am too, man. I am too, but um, Jimmy Hendrix. I mean, he had a lot of hit, but that—that's obviously his biggest hit, in my opinion. Who? Jimmy Hendrix. I mean, he had a lot of hit no. songs, but to me, that's the one that stands out. I think "Purple Haze" might have been his biggest hit. Um, "Purple Haze" is probably the song he's most known for. It plays in a lot of movies still today. You know, it's known as. You know, someone goes on a psychedelic trip, they'll start playing Purple Haze or something. Um, Purple Haze is probably his main song. I mean, I, 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 as a wrestling fan, I could understand where you would say Voodoo Child might be his most popular song. I think Purple Haze would end up being the one, though. Yeah, like, like I probably heard it. Like, what, what movies has it popped up in? Um, it's usually in quick movies when they. Uh, God, would it be in like a would it be in like a uh, like a Cheech and Chong type movie? Probably something like that, some sort of stoner movie. It always comes up, but I mean, I mean, you've heard Purple Haze, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I probably have. I just can't picture it right at this moment. You probably, no, I'm pretty sure I've heard it before. Probably have heard a Purple Haze. Oh my God, give me a few seconds here. Yeah. Jesus Christ, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Jimmy fucking Hendrix, dude. You know what? Fuck you. I can hear Jimmy more than you hear Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is, look, this is what White Man Can't Jump would sound like in 2017, folks. Yeah. Motherfucker, I can hear Jimmy more than you. I listen (laughs) to Eminem, goddammit. No, I don't. I, I fucking hate Eminem, by the way. Here we go. Fuck yeah. I sound like a, I feel like an asshole now. <laughs> now, hold on, I gotta let it go. Hold on, I gotta let it go. Alright, there you go. Jimi Hendrix, and his drummer was white, by the way. Um, dude, Hendrix was, uh, you got to realize, and all, all Along the Watchtower, excellent song. Hey Joe, another huge song by him. But, um, you know, I mean, you got to realize, not only was Hendrix a badass guitar player, you have to think about something. This guy would walk out on stage on 
like 10 hits of acid and play the guitar that good. Jimi Hendrix was the guy that had acid in his waistband, in his eyelids, in his cheeks. He would put them all over his body to absorb them while he was playing so they would all kind of hit at different times. Now, Box, wrap your head around this. Mm Mm-hmm. How ironic! How ironic is it that way back when sixties, seventies, you had you know things were arguably probably a little bit more PC than they are now, mm. but yet you were able to get away with so much fucking more in terms of content. It wasn't, uh, dude. I hate to say the internet killed us, but it kind of killed us. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just it just seems it just seems bizarre to me. Like, yeah, I'm pretty like I'm you you're talking about like he had acid fucking acid tape to him. He would come out on stage fucked up on this that. But it's like now, like if that would have happened today, forget about it. <laughs> there well, would be no Jimi Hendrix. Absolutely. His career yeah. would have been over before it started. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I mean, you know, you, I, I mean, I I guess the most <sighs> Who's the most recent person I can think? I mean, you can think of Amy Winehouse. Who yeah. you know was yeah, was kind of known. She's in that twenty-seven. You know, people that died at twenty-seven club. Yeah, but also when she died, she had no alcohol or drugs in her system. Go figure. Weird. I mean, Hendrix. You know, he he. You know, basically, you know, asphyxiated on his own vomit. Which means, you know, it's the same way um, Mama Cass from the uh, the Mamas and the Papas died. I thought she died eating a ham sandwich. I'm not even joking. She I, did. I, saw, I watched a documentary. That's, they said she died eating a ham sandwich. She choked, started throwing up, and ended up choking on her own vomit. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, that's not funny, but no. I mean, it is funny if you really kind of... <laughs> yeah, Hendrix was sleeping, I believe, and uh, choked on his own vomit also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Elvis died on the toilet. Let's not talk about that. that I mean, you know, I can't even make a joke. That that was fucking sad. I'm sorry. You you go from the from where he was to have it in like that. That's fucking sad. I am gonna have to torture you one night. We are gonna have to do an Elvis movie. Hey, we'll 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 leave it up to the uh, fine folks. I am of the THC universe. I am a you you know I'm an Elvis fan. Any interesting doc? All right, all jokes aside, if you can pass me along like an interesting documentary on a guy, I'll check it out. Oh, I can pass along a few interesting documentaries on Elvis. Cause I, 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 I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a good documentary, even if I don't necessarily um, like the guy. I don't have anything against Elvis. He's just before my time. The problem with Elvis documentaries is every one of them is trying to convince you that he's alive. Hey, fuck you. We we got Tupac documentaries. <laughs> and and I'm pr- I always I'm praying that one of them turns out to be true one day. So we in the same boat. Well, I, I'm still I'm still in that I'm still in that camp of Tupac's just in Cuba, relaxing, chilling, waiting for the right time to just come back with a new album. Listen, I w- I, I I would be one of the very happy people if Elvis was still alive. But I'm also a realist. Yeah, I the way the way. man was living, even. If he did, you know, fake his death, the man took pills to wake up, pills to go to sleep, pills to eat, and and, and never considered himself a drug addict. Hated the Beatles because they they were, you know, basically, you know, proponents for drugs, making all the drug songs. Hated Jimi Hendrix for the same reason. 
never considered himself a drug addict, yet, like I said, took a pill for this, that, you know, wake up, sleep, eat, everything he took a pill for. But it was prescribed. Sounds like a wrestler. He sounds exactly. like an '80s wrestler with that with that mindset. Exactly. Got to take a pill but, to come up. Yep. Pill to come down. But it was all prescribed. You know, I mean, th- there's tons of movies where you know Elvis would be sitting. You know, and they would say, "Elvis, you know, you're getting heavy. Oh, I'll take a diet pill." It was all right. You know, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that was a, that was a pretty accurate uh, impression there. Oh, thank you very much. But uh, I mean, you know, that's but yeah, I mean, I the boxing movie Elvis did was Kid uh, Kid Galahad uh, was the name of that movie, and I did not look that up. Look, my dad is a Elvis mark and a half. My dad imitated Elvis as a as a teenager. I won't say when that was. I won't embarrass the man, but uh, it was a long time ago. But uh, you know, but I grew up on Elvis. And and honestly, all the proof that we need that Elvis was not alive, that Elvis is, in fact, dead. Mm-hmm. If Elvis was alive, think about this, folks. Mm-hmm. If Elvis was alive, Michael Jackson would not have married Lisa Marie. Elvis, I, he would not have let that shit fly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Believe it or not, he might have. Elvis was... I don't, I don't think he... I, I can't see him make... I can't see him like... Eh. <laughs> he might have been like, his little, like, nah, nah, baby girl, you ain't doing this one. <laughs> as southern as you think Elvis was... You'd be surprised. Um, I mean, look, Elvis's favorite move, uh, music was gospel music. I so, mean, so, El- so in other words, Elvis was a little more. He was like, uh, like the JFK of his era, where he just like was very uh, free thinking. He might have been, man. He might have been. I say. But uh, you know, I mean, my dad is huge into Elvis. Da- I would even say that that's where a little bit of my martial arts fascination started Elvis hey. was a black belt in kung fu yeah we might not, we might have to get a boxman senior on for that episode that'd be cool mm. oh my dad y'all could, love... trade some, y'all could trade some of my Elvis stories my dad would love to sit there and talk about Elvis one night but um yeah I mean I I, I grew up as a huge Elvis fan my dad is and I I still am look his movies, I will never sit here and tell you those are some of the best movies in the world. But they have a greatness about them because of who was in them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Elvis yeah, was I mean, true enough. Elvis was such a showman that. Oh, I, I, I'll yeah, give you that. He really was. He was. And, you know. Look at the way Elvis dressed at the end of his career with all the bling and the gold and the flashy. That reminds you of anything today? Mm. The gold, <laughs> the bling, the flash, the yeah. the brightness, the... Yeah. Anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. Elvis in the 70s could describe any rapper in the early two, early to mid 2000s. Late 70s Elvis could definitely, and I'm sorry, mid 70s. man died in 1977. Let me not, I don't want to get fucking people, hey, you said you knew Elvis, what the fuck you doing? But, uh, I mean, yeah, I always grew up a huge Elvis fan. Here, here's a quick story, and then we'll get right back to the movie. We're almost done with the movie. Folks. We are so, actually. No, we're actually. We're actually pretty much on point tonight. We are. We are. We are. Quick story. My dad, huge Elvis fan. My mother, not so much. Um, they're still a young couple. My parents. They go to an Elvis concert. Um, 
My mom did not want to go. Did not. She's like, I don't even care. This guy isn't that great to me. My mom said he walked on stage. From the time he stepped on stage, she could not stay. She was literally, my dad says literally she was trying to get to the stage with every other woman in the audience. This man could hold women in his hand standing on stage. Literally. My mom didn't even like the guy but said as soon as he walked on stage, it was like he had some sort of magnetism. You wanted to touch him, see him. You just wanted him is what my mom said. So in other words, Elvis, uh, I guess the best way to put it was in his prime. And I'm talking about, I guess, would be like the late 50s, early 60s mm-hmm. was a pussy magnet. Absolutely, dude. There was not <laughs> pussy, a ch- that's the best way I can describe it. There was not a girl around who wouldn't want to sleep with him. And like I've said before, I've said this on you know a couple of shows. Elvis loved young virgins. <laughs> that was, he was the Jerry Lawler. It, it, how ironic that Elvis and Jerry Lawler are from the same town. Go figure. <laughs> uh, it, and, hey, this is why I'm here, folks. I'm here to point out these it really uh, hard hitting details. It really makes you wonder a little bit about a honky tonk man, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm just a honky tonk man, and I ain't talking about Wayne Ferris. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he did, man. Look, we're, we're, I'm going to have to torture you with an Elvis movie one night. This is actually getting me pumped. I actually, I'm actually interested in this Dude, now. I would, uh, let's see. August is coming up. The anniversary of uh, of his death is coming up in a couple of, uh, in August, on August 16th, so. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, we'll, that, that'll be the Elvis tribute show. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah, so a couple of months, we'll knock out, uh, let's see, August 16th is a Wednesday, so we'll knock it out that Friday. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. I like that. Um, but anyway, back to this movie. Um, we were, uh, hey, Sky GD show wants to know how it's going. Going well, sir. How about you? But anyway, thank you for joining. <laughs> thank you for joining the chat. Uh, <laughs> Billy Hoyle was in this movie, and again, we were saying he was talking shit the whole time. He did have a little plan. Again, it was obviously to try to piss off Sidney Dean because he thinks Sidney Dean plays better that way. But let's get into a little more of uh, of his shit talk right now. You still throwing up bricks? What is this, a Mason's convention? Oh. What? Clank, clank. I need like a welding torch to play in this league here. I got an idea. Let's stop right now and let's just gather up all these bricks and let's build a shelter for the homeless so that maybe your mother has a place to live, all right? Fuck you, you great shut up. Come on, get fuck with it. that fucker. And your sister, too. I want your mother and your sister out of my house immediately. Stupid black motherfucker. Black ball. Oh, what the fuck you talking about? Black ball. Please, I knew you were racist. Here you go, sir. How you feeling today? Huh? You know? Yeah, come on. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell this was a movie because if this <laughs> if this was really quote unquote the hood in the in the, in the early nineties, a fucking Woody Harrelson would have got stomped the fuck out before he got two sentences out. <laughs> no, the funny part is when the ref said black ball, they stuck. Oh, we need black ball, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, 
God damn, even back then, you see, you could be racist in movies, and it was funny. Yeah, see, yeah, people, man. I, I, I don't even consider that racist. No. It, it, if anything, if anything, it was like, to be fair, the brothers Wesley, Sydney. I'm sorry, that was his character name in the movie. Mm-hmm. They were giving him shit first, and he threw it back at him. So I can't even get, I can't even say it was racism. It, it was, was just, it was equal racism because they was no, coming at each other. No, with good shit. This, I guarantee that joke's not in the movie if the remake comes out. Yeah, yeah, and that's another reason why I don't like remakes because, first of all, classics are classics for a reason. The peep, the character, the circumstances, the time frame that they came out in, mm-hmm. fucking, it, who, who, who are they going to get to play uh, fucking Billy Hoyle and fucking Sidney Dean? In 2017, that are going to match or even come close to equal in what Woody and uh, Wesley did in the original. Nobody. I hate to say, and, it, and but it's not that they're you know not good actors out there, but it's just like you can't you can't replicate the chemistry they had. You really can't. You can't recreate that. That was lightning in the bottle for this movie. You know the 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 the, the crazy thing is both of these guys are still in shape. Could probably still play this part. Woody so, Harrelson, like, you, like, hypothetically, if I was the co-sign for this uh, remake, mm-hmm. would you would you buy down? Would you buy into it if it was like their kids or something, like a grown-up Sidney Dean's kids, a grown-up Woody Harrelson's kids, with whoever he was fucking at that point twenty-five years ago? Maybe. Rosie Maybe. Perez is still looking good, also. So I, I would advocate for a Rosie Perez appearance. All right, B makes well, at least said, a titty appearance. You know what? B makes has a point here. If they did it right now, 2017, Sidney Dean would be Kevin Hart. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> He's got a point. He, oh, he no, would be the no, front runner. No. And, I, and I, this is not even a Kevin Hart hate brigade, but no, no. Just he, no. He would be the front runner for this this part. Although. So, and who would be Buddy, B- Billy Hoyle? Fucking uh, Will Ferrell? Oh, God. I don't want to give him no ideas, though. Yes, Wesley Snipes is still freebie, Megs. Yes, it, yeah, it was, they only they got him on tax evasion. He had to lay low for a while, but he's good now. I'm pretty sure he he paid his debt to Uncle Sam. He's good. He paid his debt. He's good. He's good. Don't worry about it. And like I said, he did a shitload of uh, and you know straight to Netflix movies. While, Chris Tucker right would have been good out. if this were like ten years ago. Yeah, Chris Tucker's fucked his career, man. He. Fucked his career. At this point, I'm literally flipping through, and you know what they would end up doing. This would end up being The Rock and Kevin Hart. Oh, which would kill it. I mean, I mean, first of all, you need that dynamic. I mean, once again, not to make this a race thing, but it's a fucking race thing. You need the black and the white dynamic. That's what make the movie's called "Fucking White Men Can Jump." Yeah. Not two brothers that can kind of jump. That don't work. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know what? The Rock's kind of a, 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 a stretch. I don't know, man. Yeah, Johnny I mean, Knoxville. Hey, you you got to have guys that could not only play the parts, but also believably play basketball. Yeah, B-Mix is bringing up Johnny Knoxville. Maybe. Uh, is he sober? Then you start getting into Vince Vaughn territory and... And I like Vince Vaughn, but that's another guy whose career has kind of took a nose dive. My God, I mean, if you think about this, there is no Wesley Snipes replacement anymore. You'd have to get, I mean, what are you going to get, Jason Statham to be fucking 
<laughs> fucking Woody Harrelson. I would get the same two fucking guys. Dude. They're both. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Both if still they're look great. To do it. Yeah, and they both still look. Woody still looks like Woody. Wesley still looks like Wesley. Yeah, and plus, like, come on, like the trash talking, the, the charisma, like you have to take those factors into account too. You just can't. We just can't arbitrarily say, "Oh, Kevin Hart or fucking Will Ferrell or whoever." The fuck. You, you got to factor in the charisma, the timing, the mm -hmm. chemistry. Yeah, it, it's so many invariable. It's so many variables to like you know making this movie happen and making it happen right, the right, the correct way. Yeah, and and you know you brought up uh, you know is Johnny Knoxville sober? Johnny Knoxville actually turned out to be the one guy who made a good little career for himself. Yeah, I, mean, I forgot what what was that movie he was in. Was was he in the um Men Adam in Sandler flick? Uh, Grand, uh, not Grandma's Boy. Is the he was in one of boy. them. He was in one of them. He was in uh, one of the Men in Blacks. He's had a few. I mean, he was in the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, you know, he was one of the Duke brothers. He's been in a lot. Of, look, if any. Of the jackass guys did something, use that as a stepping stool. It was him. He yeah. made himself a little fucking career, and he's got more movies under his belt. I I may not know all of them, but yeah. uh, he's got a and good. I actually amount. get from actually. I I think out of all of them, he was the one that probably was I guess the closest to straight edge. And the only thing I really remember about the jackass guys is the one guy that fucking no sold Umaga on an episode of Raw, and he turned around and beat the fuck out of him. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's the only one. That's the only. That's the only jackass guy. I forgot his name. Yep. Um, he was actually on that Charlie Sheen roast too. I can't think of his name though. Not Bam. Uh, I can't either. But um, yeah, yeah. Johnny Knoxville made a good career. Like B Max is saying, you know, he. Steve O. Uh, Steve -O. Thank you, B Max. That's who it was. Steve O. Um, Walking Tall. He was in The Ringer. Steve, Johnny Knoxville's done some very, very good. And there's one movie he was in where I couldn't even fucking believe it was him. Walking Tall was actually good. So I take back any negative commentary I said about John, uh, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. I, I, did, I did enjoy him in uh, Walking Tall with The Rock. Yeah, listen, like I said, he he was one of the guys that just used the Jackass movies. as I mean, he's got the whole bad series, you know, the bad grandpa and all those... Um, you know, I mean, he hasn't done tons of movies, but he's done himself pretty fucking well, man. He's got, you know, 40 acting credits. Let's see here. What do we got here that we've seen? I know I, know, I didn't really see it because I didn't think it would be worth it, but I might have to check it out. He was in a movie called The Ringer that uh, B-Max brought up. We already uh, talked about Walking mm -hmm. Tall. He was in Coyote Ugly. He was in Oh Men shit, yep. you're right. Men in Black 2, Walking Tall, A Dirty Shame, Dukes of Hazard, uh, The Ringer, like they said. And then he did some TV stuff from there. But I mean, he's, you know, one of the voices of you know, he's he's done some voices on uh SpongeBob, just had the Grandpa Bad Grandpa movie coming out. He's Guy's doing well for himself. He's got stuff coming out this year and next year, too. So he's good to go, man. Good to go. Yeah, he used that as an absolute stepping stool for his fucking... For his career. And I, I got zero problems with that. Yeah, I mean, fucking uh, Snooky, Fucking used Jersey Shore as a stepping stone. So... They, they, 
that just goes to show you, no matter how absurd a show or a concept is, if you can make use of it for your long-term future, then, hey, God bless you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look yeah, look at Snooki. She's got fucking, she's got a fucking, like, perfume line, a clothes line. Yeah. Um, you know, she has all she's this She's unrecognizable shit. now. She's a mom. She looks good. She, yeah, she looks, she looks good now. Like, yeah. I thought she was a pig of a woman on that, on the Jersey Shore, but now I'm like, she's Attract, actually attractive and fuckable. She's hot. Have you seen her recently? She's fucking hot now, man. Definitely and, hot. Uh, Box, don't kill me. Don't kill me on this one. <laughs> and then we'll finish up the movie. All but right. you know, another guy who's going to, honestly, I think is going to use uh, WWE as a successful stepping stone in Hollywood. <laughs> Maybe not as big as The Rock, but I could see Cena doing some things because oh, I've said that. he is fucking entertaining. Like in the movies outside of WWE, like I don't know if you've seen him in Trainwreck. Uh, I seen clips of him in clips of him in this movie called Sisters, but outside of WWE, he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love them in Trainwreck. I hate Amy Schumer with a passion. Mm. He saved that movie for me though. A lot of people hate her with passion. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I see a lot. I've said the same thing, and I see a lot of guys that have way more talent outside of WWE. Hell, Dolph Ziggler, when we reviewed a countdown a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Even Kane, even Kane, you know, a lot of people give Kane shit as he as his career winds down, but he, he can have a, a nice little career as a police chief or a hard ass in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he could. If he you know, if, if if his election bid doesn't go well. Look, that that's not Kane's first movie either. He's had a couple. He had, uh, you know, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. See no evil. See no evil. God damn it! I just mentioned a fucking Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder movie. Um, yeah, I don't know, but um, let's get back and knock this movie up. There is actually still fifty minutes of this movie, but trust me, we're not going to be on that long. Um, we were saying Woody was talking shit, and uh, finally Wesley Snipes gets embarrassed enough to take him and find out what the fuck he's doing. Um. Let's get into a little, a little more of his shit talk, and then we'll get to the part where they start uh, arguing a little bit. But this is, this part right here, right, is one of the, another one of the funniest fucking parts. Oh, oh, hold on, there we go. What a great no-look pass, too. Am I right? The mustard is off the hot dog, you big corn-fed mule, you. Oh, another brick. Hey, look, look, I looked up basketball player in the dictionary and said, not you. All right, another minute. Oh, here we go. Bring it on, bad boy. Excuse me, I'm talking here. I know you're talking. I'm talking to pretty boy. Pretty boy, I'll be teeing up on you, baby. You make it to the finals. Hey, pretty boy. Hey, I got something for you. I got some bean pie for you. Hey, you ain't gonna see five thousand dollars. You may see five thousand beans. Do you ever shut up? Do you ever shut the fuck up? What the fuck are you worried about? I'm in a zone, man. I'm in a fucking zone. Would you relax? I'm in a zone. Really? It is one thing to embarrass me, right? It's another motherfucking thing to piss these guys off that we have to play against. They're just playing fucking stupid, man. Yeah, listen to your teammate, Buckethead. 
you're going way past stupid into a whole new category. It's called suicide, chump. Hey, chump, call me chump all day, bad boy. Chump. I'm in the fuck chump. 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 I'm in the fucking zone. They're pissed off. I'm in the zone. Billy, this is not about black and white. This is about money. This is about green. You got that? Look, man, I need this five grand. And I am not about to let you blow this for me. No fucking way. You pissed off? No, no. No, no, I ain't pissed off. No, you Billy, pissed I'm off at me? I'm not pissed at you. See, that's what you want me to do so you can get me in this fucking zone you're talking about. But it ain't gonna happen because you ain't good enough. Oh, is that another brother thing, huh? No, but you see, fucking racist. No, there's certain things you can do and there's certain things you can't. I can hear Jimmy. <laughs> no, no, no. I no. can hear Jimmy. Oh, no. Yes, I can. You can't hear Jimmy. Fuck you. No, you can't yeah, hear Jimmy. Fuck you. Good, fuck me. Yeah, fuck good, you. Good, good. Fuck me. Fuck now you, say man. we're feeling. Fuck you. Yes, yes. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. Check, asshole. Check it. Oh, shit. Alright. So they actually end up playing the two guys that they were uh, talking shit to. Just straight Woody Harrelson's talking shit the whole fucking game. He's, he did it well, too. He did. <laughs> this is where the uh, the other subplot of the movie comes from. And um, where Woody Woody's character, Billy Hoyle, did not dunk when he had an open shot. Uh, and it basically brings up the part where, you know, literally... They're talking about the part where he can't dunk, which is where the part, guess what? White men can't jump. So here we go. We're actually going to, uh, they do end up, Woody Harrelson says, I can pull over and I'll prove it. And, you know, they even bet, Woody Harrelson bets his half of the money that he can dunk a basketball. And he that. actually, and, and and this is where they, I guess, uh, I guess Sydney realizes he has like a problem, because he for a minute he does try to like as much as he needs the money, he's not trying to take the money from the guy because like I said, this is where they're like bonding. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, he just said, "You know what? Fuck this guy," <laughs> and let, let let me just take his money. Yeah, he. I believe he even says, "Keep it." At one point. Yeah. And then just walks away with it. Yeah, then he told him, good luck with Gloria as he's walking away. You yeah, here we can play a little fucker. bit of this. Let's see. That's all you need. Yeah. All right, let's go. One of us definitely not going home tonight. <laughs> ah! Man, you were almost there. Almost there, Billy. I was with you on that one. Damn. Come on, baby. You can do this. He's a sucker, man. Is this shit regulation? This shit ain't regulation. <laughs> Oh, get the fuck out of here. Regulation? Yo, move, move out the way, man. I'll check it for you. Move. Move out the way. Yeah, yeah. That's about right. Let's go, baby. A little more. You can we... do it. Come on, I believe in you. I have faith. I know what the problem is. Come on. Come on. <laughs> get out of the fucking way. Get out the way, man. Yo, man, I'm just trying to help, man. Sydney's a bet. All right. It's your money. Go! Oh, fuck me! Mm. 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 You know, Billy, when I was looking at it before, I thought it was a little high myself, man. But after reevaluating, see, I think it was just like an optical illusion and shit, right? Yo, I know what the problem is. I can't let you go out like that, man. Get the 
fuck off me, man. Nah, man I'm pumped up, up his shoes. Get the fuck off! Man, you need all the help. You didn't need it to bet, man. I know it. Stop fucking around. Billy. Shut up, man. Billy. Shut up! Billy, listen to me. Here it is. What? White men can't jump. There it was. I think by the music, you can tell what's going to happen here. <laughs> they really, they gave it away with the music. Now, Box, like, for, for a movie that was billed as a comedy, there was a lot of philosophy in this movie. Remember, Billy, didn't he have a line, one line about, uh, you're more concerned with looking good and losing, whereas I'm more concerned with looking bad and winning? Yes. Yes. That, which actually makes sense. So I don't want to lump him in with the Rosie Perez of the movie where he says shit that don't make... That actually made sense. Yeah. I can actually understand where he was coming from with that one. Mm-hmm. Now, he does go home, finally, tells her he, that he lost the money. She gets her shit and leaves. And this is... I take issue with that scene because they showed her, like, she had, like, a dinner plan. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, the fucking pizza's cold. The pizza's cold and the fucking champagne was hot. The way she put it. Now, if I'm building now, now this is this is one of those I guess like uh, what's the what's the good way of putting it? Uh, devil angel. Me, I'm a devil. Mm-hmm. Now I would have fucked her first and then said I lost the money. What would you have done in that situation, Box? If I lost the money, if you lost, I, I would have let her know that after after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. That's just that's just me. Yeah, definitely. Because as you can see, folks, Rosie Perez's tits are a running theme of this episode. Yes, yes. Now, she's out there hitchhiking. He's trying to stop her, but then he realizes the room's on fire. So he goes back in to stop the fire, and she actually does take off. Uh, He starts working his ass off again. We mentioned she was trying to get on Jeopardy. Now, before that, he does get taken real quick by the the Stooky brothers, and they show him pictures of dead people, and they tell him, you know, you have one week to get the money. They drop him back off at the hotel. But, uh, you know, so really he has no choice but to go to Sydney at this point and uh, beg. Beg. Literally. And, uh, oh, fuck it, here we go. Uh, $300 could get me started. Sydney! Sydney! Hey, man. How you doing, man? Man, I've been looking all over you, man. I gotta talk to you. No, no, no. This is my office. I'm doing business. It's really important, Sydney. Man, I gotta talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, my regards to your loving wife, and we'll start as a Tell her hi. Sydney, I gotta talk to you. Take care. God bless you. Sydney. God damn it. What? I'm desperate, man. You know, a man should never act desperate. It's impractical. And frankly, I find it rather ugly. I'd rather look ugly than win. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. There was there was part of it. Gloria left me. I'm sorry, man. I don't know what I'm gonna do or how I'm gonna do it, but I gotta get her back. Oh, brother. You know I got this grave human weakness. A tiny little spot in my soul that actually likes you. It's horrible to admit. But everybody's gotta cross the bear. And you're my damn cross. What's that supposed to mean? It means that I'm going to help you. That's what it means. Yes! Yes! Come on, don't kiss me, man. I got no guarantees. So, what are you going to do? I got an idea. All right. 
Now, he tells him he's got a friend that works on a studio that happens to record Jeopardy. So the friend is the exact same guy that he hustled Billy with. So Billy's obviously a little skeptical, but they bring him in, and he says, yeah, you know, your wife can get on the show if you can make this crazy hook shot. He makes it. They don't show him making it. But uh, she does get on the show, and she starts off a little rough, but does end up kicking ass. And uh, this is where Billy goes to uh, do everything he can to get her back, and he writes her a little song that kind of goes with everything that uh, that we've been talking about in the movie. Should we play the song? What the hell? I will never bring you water When you're thirsting in our bed You know why Understand dry mouthedness and I sympathize instead. And if you take me back again, I won't be such a slob. <laughs> Let's grow. Damn it, she said screw. All right. Okay. <laughs> so he does get back together with her, but, um,. You know, he everything's going good. They get some money together, and um, she gives him money to kind of like get his like uh, wardrobe together for job interviews. Mm-hmm. Because I'm guessing like this is like I guess like you know how they say like every movie has a turning point. Everybody has that moment in their life where they're ready to go straight, live a straight and narrow. And I think for her, Jeopardy was it. You know, that was her big goal. She got on Jeopardy. She won a shitload of money. Yep. She didn't want the scams and the hustling no more. She wanted to go straight, so to speak. Yeah. That's why she gave him money <laughs> to go. That's why this is kind of like, I guess, like the uh, turning point in the movie for the characters. Uh, yeah. Like, even, even though he won with the money <laughs> that, that she gave him, it was almost like, fuck you. I didn't give you that money to gamble with. Because I guess in her mind, she knew that that would just continue the cycle. Well... If you really watch this movie, it kind of goes back to her little when you win, you really lose. When you lose, sometimes you win. This movie actually makes that make sense. Yeah. <laughs> in a way. He um, won, but he lost in the end. Like, in other did. words, he chose gambling and basketball over her, he which did. I guess was her weird way. That was her whole point. Right. Um, now, in the meantime, while you know Woody's kind of living it up, uh, um, Sydney. God, Thomas did it again. Sydney uh, comes back home and finds out that his house has been robbed, his apartment been robbed. They're in a bad neighborhood. He wants to get out. They're trying to buy a house, and um, he ends up going back to Woody, who has basically promised uh, Gloria, his you know girlfriend, he's done gambling. He wants to you know get a you know do something right with his life. Um but he can't because and I'll leave, you know, we'll I'll I'll here, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. We're almost done. 
win 12,000 each week, right? Times five plus 20 for the annual title. That'll give us. All right, I was a little early there. Uh, let me just kind of wait till uh, Sydney comes running up to him here. But, uh, you know, he'll sit there and basically give him kind of the same speech that uh, that yeah. Woody just gave him. Here we go. And after Woody helps him, we'll get to this scene later, mm-hmm. too. We got to play the scene where he basically tells him, fuck you, you're grown. <laughs> after he helped him, he basically goes, well, basically, fuck you. I mean, you, yeah, you helped me, but you should have listened to your girl. Yeah. Here we go. That that fucking speech killed me. Yeah. Here we go. Billy. Sydney. Hey, man, look, I've been looking all over for you. I got to talk to you, man. Alone. Oh, what is this, a macho dick thing going on, honey? Come on now. Can I watch? Don't worry about me, babe. Billy, you got some money? Yeah, I got a little dough. Why? Eddie the King Farouk and Doug Johnson are back. They're working the courts downtown right now, man. They're cleaning up. King and Duck? We can take them, man. Yeah, yeah we can take them. But yeah. it costs 2500 to get in. Dude, I got two grand, man. I just got two good, grand. Good, good, All right, let's do this. Ho, 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 ho. Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. You know something? I just, I just got back together with Gloria. I don't know how she's going to react to this. Look, man, getting this money, man, could save my marriage here. I mean, with this score, I could move in a week. I, I, you know, I, I don't think she's going to go for it. Just make her. Man, fuck that. You owe me. Listen, I know I owe you, man, but I... All right. Enough man talk here. What's up? Honey, you are so beautiful. <laughs> Sometimes I don't realize how lucky I am. You know something, honey? There is a big game downtown. For money? No. No, no. Well... Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, a little... Billy! Are you serious? Are you seriously thinking about playing with my money? Your money? Honey, you gave it to me. To get a job! I promised Sydney, honey. You promised me! I promised you and I promised him. I I owe you and I owe him. I mean, I'll give you the winnings. I don't care about the money. Billy, I don't need the money. I don't want the money. What do you want? Look, Gloria, we can take these guys. I mean, they over the hill. Yeah. Look, Billy, you gambled my money and went through. Honey, I promise you, this is the last time. The last time? What do you two think that I'm a fucking moron or something, huh? Billy, what do you do? You take me for an idiot? All right. All right, I, I have a solution, okay? I will guarantee victory, okay? I've never offered that before. I will guarantee victory. I, we... We can guarantee victory, huh? Yeah. All right. She does end up leaving him at this point. Um, you know, but uh, this is the the game they've been waiting for. <clears throat> they do go play King and Duck. And again, I apologize for not being a sports guy and knowing all the uh, true basketball, you know, the, all the former and current NBA players in this movie, but I'm just not, I, I just don't know. I'm, I really do apologize for that. <clears throat> but they do end up beating the best in King and Duck, who are the legends of the courts. 
in that area, they do end up beating them. And also, Billy ends up dunking. Yes. So I guess the moral of the story is white men can jump. So equality wins out in the end, folks. Yes. And I believe, give me a couple seconds here, this was the part you wanted me to play. Yeah. Where he gets back to the room. Gloria! Gloria! Honey! She's gone. Oh, man. Oh, man. Now, that's not right. That's not right. I mean, I finally, I didn't lose the money. I doubled the money, and I, and I still got it wrong. How can that be? She said some crazy shit. She said, sometimes when you win, you actually lose or tie. Or when you tie, you, you actually win or, or some shit. You know, when you got to extract something from an organic globule. Brother... I only have four words for you. Listen to the woman. What the hell does that mean, listen to the woman? I tried to listen to the woman. You're the one who talked me out of it. Wait a minute, I didn't have to talk to you very long. I mean, I presented you with an option and you took it. You shouldn't have listened to me, you should have listened to her. What, I shouldn't have listened to you then? I'm supposed to listen to you now? Yeah, I'm just trying to give you advice. Who am I supposed to listen to? You're a grown man. You're supposed to figure it out for yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, in other words, he, ba look, he basically, and he's right, if you really look at the scene, you kind of, I saw what Wesley's point of view there, because it's like, yeah, he presented him with an opportunity, but at the end of the day, he could have just said, fuck you, I'm with my girl, I'm not trying to fuck up my situation at home, you know, I wish I could help you, I know I owe you one, but I really can't help you on this one. Mm -hmm. That's basically what he's trying to tell him, like, yeah, you should listen to your girl on that one. Yeah, exactly. With them titties, uh, yes, I would have been like, yeah, yeah, Sid, I know I owe you. <laughs> we might settle up another way. <laughs> yeah, yep. And he uh, he does end up meeting the Stukey brothers. He pays them off. And not only does he pay them off, he lets them take a picture of him on a mattress looking like he's dead to keep their reputation. Uh, <laughs> How, so, no, no, no. Yeah, that, once again. Joe Pesci, these guys are not. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, uh, like I said, this this movie for the time was amazing. Um, I don't think it's, I'm trying to look and see if there's any more clips I need to play. I really don't. I mean, you know, they end up being friends, playing basketball, doing their thing. He's still womanless. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, it definitely, like I said, but um, B-Makes came up with a good a good comparison here. Did you ever see Rounders with Ed Norton and Matt Damon? Uh, it's been a long-ass time. Okay. One of, my, one of my favorite movies. And, you know, he's sitting there and, you know, B-Makes types in, is this the same scene? It's very close to the, you know, the scene where Woody is talking to his girl, like, I'll guarantee victory, is very close to the scene where Matt Damon is talking to his girlfriend, and he's like, 
I looked around the table and I knew I couldn't lose. You know, Rounders is, you know, a, a movie where Matt Damon is like some poker genius. So it, but it really is, it, it, it's a great comparison because it's very close to that scene. It is very close to that fucking scene, man. That's that. That's a really good comparison, though. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, this was a definite big movie for the time. You know, coming at, I mean, the, all the movies we named, coming in 16th that year was not bad at all. Um, few little things here I guess we can go over like we usually do. Uh when Woody Harrelson was making this movie, the producers hired Bob Lanier, the retired Detroit Pistons center. As a basketball coach, Woody Harrelson actually had played some basketball in college. Started, they showed, too. Yep, started bragging to Lanier what a great player he was. Uh, Lanier said, well, let's play a game of one-on-one. Harrelson later described it as the most embarrassing 15 minutes of his life. <laughs> uh, according to their basketball instructors for this movie Snipes and Harrelson reached the skill level to be able to start for an NCAA Division 3 team nice so nice. they actually did you know really work for this um, now proving this title even more white men can jump when Woody Harrelson finally did dunk the ball it was only nine and a half feet, not ten. Woody couldn't exactly. He did a couple of times from what the, you know from what I'm reading, but couldn't exactly get the dunk on the ten foot hoop every time. So you know, it's still not bad. No. Nine and a half, ten is still not. Bad. I'll give him credit. No, no, we. This is going to get us into a little bit of Woody Harrelson talk, I think. In the film, in the beginning, and I actually ended up playing in the scene where Woody Harrelson's character makes a reference to uh, John F. Kennedy's assassination, and he makes reference to Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. In real life, Woody Harrelson's actual father was actually targeted as a possible accomplice in that murder. Holy shit. Woody Harrelson's father is not a good man. Uh, I believe he's in... Either he's in prison or died in prison. I have his, uh, I, I have his information. Let me yeah, look that up. Woody book. Harrelson's father is a whole bad, bad, bad man. Um, while he's looking that up, um, Woody Harrelson was a significantly better player... Uh, than Wesley Snipes. However, in the movie, they are depicted as equals, even though Harrison's character famously can't dunk, but he actually was one of the uh, <clears throat> one of the better players in the movie. Um, there was a few people that were discussed as a uh, another character to play Billy Hoyle. Keanu Reeves was discussed. Wow, I'm sorry, I ain't gonna cut you off, but uh, you're right. His father was not a good person. He actually uh, woo. Mm-hmm. They actually share a birthday, both July 23rd. He uh, Charles Harrison, Harrelson, July 23rd, 1938. Woody is uh, July 23rd, 1961. Wow. He actually died on March 15th, 
Okay. So we're basically, yeah, just recently uh, celebrated the uh, 10 year anniversary. But he, did he die in prison? Uh, let's see here. I really think his dad, like, died in prison. Like, his dad was, like, a murderer, really bad guy. Yeah, he had organized crime. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, he did die in prison. He was found unresponsive in his cell on March 15, 2007, having wow. died of a heart attack, and an autopsy showed he had severe coronary artery disease. Hmm. Okay. And, you know, B-Mix brings up, that, that might be why Woody is an anti-government person. It, uh, that would put some things together. But, um, yeah. Woody's actually had a few run-ins himself with the law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's usually bullshit pot charges, dude, for Woody. Um, there was a few, uh, a few more. I mentioned uh, Keanu. Charlie Sheen was also in the running for the part of Billy Hoyle, said the part didn't fit him and didn't think a basketball movie would make any money. <laughs> I mean, but, 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 I mean but, but funny enough, he, I don't know, Charlie Sheen, like, he was a, he was a uh, custom-made flip for Major League, though. Hmm. Um, and also, David Duchovny, another one that was considered for the part. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, man, really, yeesh, yeesh. Denzel Washington was also the other consideration for the part of Sidney Dean. Does not surprise me one bit. Um, yeah, they I were, don't think it, nah. I'm not, it's not, I'm not surprised that he was up for the role, up exactly. for that part, but it, it, it would have been a different flick you know cuz this is this is when we're we were still in that phase of good guy Denzel mm-hmm. i just couldn't picture Denzel on the court talking shit in 1992 <laughs> no and and really when i look at this part i see nino brown playing basketball yeah a, a kind of gentler nino brown exactly the 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 cocky you know arrogant character but you know, obviously, I, I really do think Snipes fit this character great. Um, That's actually another good comparison. And it's funny you say uh, Nino Brown, and these movies are a year apart. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I didn't really know that, but yeah. <laughs> um, now, Ron Shelton, the writer and uh, director of this movie, actually sued 20th Century Fox for $10 million in profits for this movie. And he never worked for the studio again. <laughs> Why did he sue him? I don't remember. It doesn't say. Yeah, but yeah, suing somebody for ten million that'll get you blackballed in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, it Dan doesn't really is. say. <laughs> um, truthfully, that's really all the uh, that's all the trivia that <clears throat> that we that that I really needed to bring out. Again, there's a lot of. Um, you know, all you sports fans are gonna know who was in this movie. Hopefully, you'll 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 check it out while you uh you know just from listening to this. But uh, I'm just not a sports guy. I apologize. I apologize. But um, definitely was a big fucking movie back then. Again, a lot of quotable lines from this movie. Um, you know, people that the uh, it's it's amazing. How Kadeem Hardison was always this kind of background actor. And in this movie, most of the quotable lines 
came from him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can tell he's he the New York. I, I want to say he's from New York. I want to say he's actually from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I think so. Brooklyn. And uh, this is uh, yeah, yeah, this is uh, I'm I'm assuming this came out in '82, so this is probably he was probably in between seasons on Different World. He might have been on a break when he filmed this. But uh, yeah, it was just he, you he, you know going back to like the mid '80s, like he was in um. Fucking uh, what was that movie? He's School Days. You ever yeah. see School Days? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He, he got the memorable line in it. Got S. Frank. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a quotable line. Yeah. I yeah. love. I mean, that's my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. And... It's actually a little mind. Somebody actually, and I love the person that did this on YouTube. They put together like a montage of every Kadeem Hardison quote from uh School Days, and oh, it, wow. it's all. That's right, god damn it. And you know, <laughs> it's like a minute or two long, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and you know, really, if you think about it, one of the most char- like memorable characters from a different world was Dwayne Wayne. Yeah, pop his, up glasses and all. His, his the flip up glasses, everything about him was a memorable character. I mean, again, he hasn't been in a ton of movies. The move, the one movie I can think of that he was in was um. Vampire in Brooklyn. He, he was in man. He, he was in Renaissance Man too. Renaissance Man. Very, very. That was actually on a couple of weeks ago. Excellent movie. But uh, yeah, Vampire in Brooklyn is a good movie. Um, Don't. He ex- was in another movie that came out in like I want to say eighty nine, ninety. Oh, I'm hey, sure. I'm gonna look this up. Oh, I'm probably missing twenty or thirty movies slash TV shows he's been in. No, no, he was actually like a star in this one. I'm trying to. It, 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 I don't know if it did well at the, but I remember it because I saw it as a kid. I'm gonna look it up real quick. I really Cover feel he's sec. one of the underrated guys that are out there, man. He just, I don't know if he didn't have the, you know, passion to pursue it, but I think he could have got a lot more roles had he, you know, you know, been out there more. I don't. I, again, I don't know if he was just happy with his. You know roles that he had and didn't try out for a lot, but wow. you know the, he's the, not. Damn, <laughs> this is this is like the cancer. This is like a uh-oh. cancer uh, week. He was born on uh, July twenty fourth. Wow, right, six degrees of separation on this one. Jesus, one day after the other two. Um, I'm trying to look up some of the movies he was in real quick. Let me see here. He was in the uh, Six Man. He was in Death by Temptation. Six you ever Man? see that movie? No, but I remember Six Man. That was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, man, damn, he was in Made of Honor. I've that never honor. seen that. Um, let's see, he was in uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. We brought that up. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Who's your daddy? He was in one of the Crow movies, uh, Stairway to Heaven. That was the fourth, I believe. And how can we forget this one? I, I feel I feel like I owe this man money for forgetting this one. I'm gonna get you, sucker! Oh my god! Jeez, I feel like an asshole for forgetting that one. How <laughs> did we forget that? How the fuck did we forget that? Biker boys, Jesus, damn! I forgot he was show fucking Showtime with De Niro and Eddie Murphy, dude. Oh, that's another movie you have to see if you get a chance. Biker boys. Not a great movie, but a decent movie to check out once. This is not a movie you're going to watch a hundred times. Somebody actually gave me a copy of that DVD that I have laying around that I never watched neither. <laughs> I might pop it in just because you recommended it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've I, seen Biker Boys, dude. I, I, I think he was in that, right? Oh, I think so. 
Dude, or Lawrence Fishburne, one of the two. I think Lawrence Fishburne. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. It was funny. I was talking about him yesterday. My kids were watching Pee Wee Herman. And Cowboy Curtis came out. And I'm like, oh, look. At this time, he was Larry Fishburne. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It, it's fu- And it's funny how, like, you know, this is a quick sidetrack. But it's funny how, like, a lot of guys that started working on Spike Lee movies, oh, Larry Fishburne, and he'll even bust their balls, like, years later. Larry Fishburne, Sam Jackson, mm-hmm. once they make it, after after they work with Spike Lee and they go big, hardcore, big time, it's like, oh, a Samuel L. Jackson is yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Man, I was working with you when you was Larry and Sam. I Fuck really. Here. <laughs> don't pull, Don't try to big time me. I think Lawrence Fishburne was trying to get away from the old Pee-wee character of Cowboy Curtis by changing his name. But I yeah, he was trying to get away from uh, Earl Cornbread and me. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Lawrence Fishburne is in one of my absolute favorite movies, Deep Cover, with Jeff Goldblum oh, yeah. in him. One of my favorite movies that is, dude. And uh, we got Bobby in the chat that also produced one of the greatest songs in hip-hop history. Fucking Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. 187 on an undercover, deep cover. Did you ever hear the song from the soundtrack? That was a Snoop's uh, coming out party for that song. Really? For that movie. I didn't even realize that was his, but that's, I love that fucking movie. That is one of the, uh, number one underrated you never mentioned that movie to people, and they're like, "What deep cover? Like, dude, how have you not seen this?" I've seen it multiple. Yeah, that, that's actually going to come up on the show because you're right. Come to think, that is very mm. underrated. That and you know what blew to... my mind? Jeff Goldblum was also in that movie. Jeff Goldblum's a badass dude. It, it, I... it blew my mind when I found out he was in a fucking fly that came out like twenty or something years before that movie. That blew my. <laughs> I don't know why that just blew my fucking mind. And he was the fucking fly. Yeah, <laughs> like twenty years, twenty years before that movie even came. I'm like, what? The guy from Deep Cover was the fucking fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look. I don't see. know why that blew my mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, see, we brought up fucking, you know, all kinds. Of, it all came back to fucking, you know, Jeff fucking Goldblum. Man, he's a bad motherfucker, dude. Uh, B uh, Max is bringing up Paul Rubin. We should discuss his career. I think that'd be a little stick. That'd be a little bit too of too bit of a sticky situation. Nah, dude, I still don't believe that. He would look the man. Look the look. I know he was a kiddie guy, but he wasn't fucking with kids. He was on his private time, but he just played a kiddie character. That's what fucked him up. Yeah, yeah, and he, well, he was on his private time, man. Like you know, he was in the theater jerking off in private. <laughs> Listen, if you haven't seen the movie Blow, where he's in it, he's a I like the guy. He's in Mystery Men as as Paul Ru- You know, I mean, he's in a lot of other movies. Pee-wee isn't his only character. He's brought it back within the last couple of years, even on, on Netflix. So, you know, good for yeah. him. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, look, it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think that was much to do about nothing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, I don't know, man. What else you got? I'm uh I'm hungry. I'm hungry too. Um <laughs> little thirsty. Uh I guess I guess real quick, you know, we can put a bow on this show. Uh you know, we've been bringing up comedians and you know, funny back in the day, this that and the What are your thoughts on like the censoring of comedians in light of the uh, whole K 
Kathy uh, Griffin uh, situation. I forgot we were going to bring that up. Look, I don't agree with censoring comedians because what they do is supposed to be funny. But you're holding up the head of the president. And look, I know a lot of people have been like, well, if you found that offensive, why didn't you find, you know, people were literally, you know, when Obama got elected, people were like, you know, hanging him in the street, you know, little, little, little you know, dolls of him and everything. Look, that I, don't, I, I put it this way. I don't agree with that either. But I will say, I don't like Kathy Griffin. I think she is. She sucks. <laughs> I think she's annoying. I don't know why she's famous. I really don't. I honestly have zero clue why this girl even has a career. Um, well, I mean, she. I mean, she did a. I brought this up real quick because she did like a press conference today. Yeah, crying. And I'm sorry, she was full of shit. Because, I mean, she's kind of trying to play the victim card. And look, I don't like Trump. But when she gets up there and says, I don't understand, like, why her, why, why the family's offended. And they, look, let's be honest. Like, even if you're the biggest piece of shit on the planet, you still have a seg- you still have a group of people called family out there that'll support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And when somebody kind of, like, I, I guess endorses, like, your death or your beheading, you're going to stand up for that person. You know, and, and, and unless your name is Chris Benoit, Donald Trump hasn't done anything that bad. So I could see why his family would step and be like, you know. And I, my whole thing is, if you're going to be like a comedian who pushes... Look, let's be honest. Kathy Griffin, whether you like her or not, she's made her money off of being edgy and controversial and pushing the envelope. Oh, she's and a- if you're going to be that type of comedian, you have to take the good with the bad. No. You know what? She's a fucking cunt. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I don't like her. Box you know is what? about to get X-rated. <laughs> no, look, this is what I'm... Listen, one, the, the fact that that it's been this long and we're, everyone is still bashing Trump, you should be ashamed. You should be... Saturday Night Live should be ashamed of themselves for still doing the same fucking thing months later. Enough is enough. And, you know, I'm going to quote Bill Burr one more time. Wanting Trump to fail is like wanting the fucking plane to go down and you're on it. It is. It's ridiculous. Get over. You know what? I'm sorry. Get over it. Trump is president. He's not going anywhere. You people's uproar was a waste of fucking time. It's not going to do anything. Stop. And all of you fucking actors, try to be an example instead of being the fucking piece of shit that you guys really are. Try to be an example. Like, you know, just say, hey, this is where we are. This is what's going to happen. And we need to deal with it now and hope he does well. No. Let's bash Trump. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's be pol- all of you people who never were political. So suddenly everyone's political. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that, that, once that. again, that, this is why some people should not have access to computers. Shouldn't have a Facebook. People, <laughs> people that didn't graduate the fucking eighth grade should not have access to a fucking computer or a Facebook account. 
You know why? Because you get dumbass statements. You do, and you know, Kathy, opinions. You know, Kathy Griffin is crying. Oh, the Secret Service contacted me. Oh yeah, because she's apparently getting death threats. Do you I, not? I, ironically enough, I, I would send her death threats just based off her comedy, but that's just me. <laughs> I, I don't need any political. It, it doesn't. Need, I don't even care what her political views are. <laughs> I would send her death threats based off her comedy alone. You know what? What do you expect? Number one. Number two. I, 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 oh, now. Oh, the secret. Let me tell you something. The Secret Service is going to make an example of one of these celebrities. It should have been Madonna when she said she thinks about blowing up the White House. It should have been Sinead O'Connor when she threatened, when she kind of tore up a picture of the Pope, don't you think? That was that was a long time. We don't even have the same Pope anymore. That never happened. But, but I mean, you know, it, it, it's like... She makes these comments, and then she's like, oh, the Secret Service is contacting me. I'm getting death threats. Well, hey, why don't you keep your political views to yourself and not fucking See, make videos holding up Trump's head? What do you think is going to fucking happen? You stupid fucking cunt. I, hope I understand where you're coming from with that. You should keep your... No, and and you know what? I'm not saying I don't support. This. this is why I feel like the defender. Well, listen, I'm not saying I don't support what she did. Free speech is free speech, and I'm for free speech. Just don't go on the next day crying about what happened when you did it. You did it. Oh yeah, yeah. Take your fucking medicine. I'm not. Look. Take the heat. If you say something, be man enough or woman enough to stand by it. Yeah. I just don't like the idea of comedians of all things. Because to me, comedy is subjective. George Carlin once said, anything can be made fun of, even rape. Now, some people, but some people out there might be offended by rape. Mm -hmm. But if you're a comedian, to me, all, all, the gloves are off. The gloves are off. And I don't, I I just don't like the concept of comedians having to apologize for shit. Because that opens up an unnecessary can of worms. Like, I can't picture, like, just imagine, like, somebody like, you know, Richard Pryor or George Carlin or even Patrice O'Neill, to give a more updated example. I can't picture any three of them apologizing for a damn thing. Like, it, like I can picture Richard Pryor in his prom if somebody was offended or if he got all of this backlash from something he said and a fucking comedy. He, suck my dick, man. Suck my, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Suck my dick. I could see him saying some shit like that. I could see Carlin telling somebody to fuck all the way off a cliff mm-hmm. and not think twice about it. I, I, I just don't like this concept of a comedian of all fucking people having to apologize for shit. No, that, that, that just blows my mind. I agree, but I really these comedians need to. I mean, look, I know comedians are, you know, always you know politics and this and that, but shit, expect what you get when you do it expect what you get look you want to go out there and do that like i said don't be on the fucking tv crying the next day and again i don't like kathy griffin so yeah <laughs> you I, make that very clear I, I, and it's I, great I, this is making for great audio <laughs> i do i do want to make that clear i hate her i think she is unfunny untalented and again i don't know why she's a fucking star I mean, at least Paris Hilton showed her fucking pussy on camera and and blew a guy. 
I understand why she's famous. That's fine. But a girl like Kathy Griffin, unfunny, unsexy, just total cunt in my opinion. But so. yeah, I would. I don't. I have no. I don't have issues with what she did, but expect the backlash you get. Yeah, and 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 not and not for nothing. I mean, expect the backlash. And once again, like you to the, to your point about Trump, people need to get over it. And at the end of the day, it's still the president. You know, like the guy or not, he's still our president, and it's not a good look, especially to other countries when a fellow American is holding up the head of their president, endorsing he gets beheaded. That's that. That's not a good look for this country. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it, the sad thing is, is right now. In my opinion, again, this is just my opinion. I'm just some guy sitting here fucking drinking Heineken, smoking a bowl every now and then. <laughs> this company, this country right now is, I think we might be the most divided we'd ever been. We we have ever been. You know, there's this half for Trump. There's this half that are amazingly against Trump. There's not, there's some middle ground, but the middle ground people are really there just not to get their ass kicked. You know what I mean? But we're very divided right now, and I think it's sad that we're so divided. We need to not be so divided anymore. Okay, some people are huge Trump supporters. Some people are completely against Trump. Meanwhile, all you against Trump people should have fucking voted. Suddenly now you're all political, but when voting was happening, you were all busy. Um, that's a little side note. But I mean, you know, I, I just think we need to fuck, fuck it. It's here. It's now. All your, all this fucking protesting is not going to get this president impeached. He's not leaving. Wait your four years. Vote. Next time, vote. get out there and vote. That's yep. all I, you can I, I, do. Yeah, you know, I can't remember if you said it or I said it, but on the uh, fucking uh, part primary colors episode, look it up on the download, folks. THC movie review. Yep. Uh, I mentioned that your right, your right to bitch and complain mm-hmm. is is voting. If you don't vote, shut the fuck up. Yeah, and, the and I, I'm, I'm sorry if you don't write, you forfeit your right to bitch and complain. Yeah, and and like every protest they go to, they find out like seventy some of the people didn't even vote. Get go the fuck home. Exactly. How many elections? I guarantee you. I mean, I I haven't done the research on this box, but a lot of elections have probably come down to the wire where fucking if, if thirty more thirty if thirty percent more people had voted in a given city or a town or township or whatever mm-hmm. that would have made the difference in who wins an election over the years that i can't tell you like i said it sometimes it could be down to like 60 or some odd people that didn't vote that could have made a difference mm-hmm. Absolutely. so i don't want to hear this shit about you know i didn't vote for trump because i didn't fuck you if, if you're bitching about trump you had other options they might have not they weren't good look admittedly look we didn't have the best choices mm-hmm. but if you felt strongly one way or the other about either side you should have got out and vote. 
you should have got out and voted for somebody. Yeah. You and... did your research on everybody, and you picked the lesser of two evils as it relates to you. Yeah. And, Period. Point blank. And, you know, I see B makes here in the chat, where is the no government option? You know, again, we just have to live with the fact it's 2017. We think this, <sighs> this system, if you want to call it that, I guess, you know, at this point, it's the only thing we can call it. We think this system works where we have to have it like this. It's it's the only way it's going to be. You've got to pick the, the, the lesser of the two evils in every election. It's going to – listen, unless we get like The Rock and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the next election, you know, it, it's it's going to be the, the, the lesser of the fucking two evils. Who do you think is going to run next fucking election? Really? I, I honestly, I, I it's scary to say this, but Trump opened the floodgates. Yes. I mean, let, let's be honest. Trump winning the election was a joke on so many levels. I mean, it was the first election mm-hmm. that was the, that was decided by fucking memes and fucking Twitter posts. Think about that. For so did, did him winning opened the floodgates. Anybody could become president now. Yeah. Fucking Tom Hanks could be a president one day, dude. I, and, I, no. and, I, and I love Tom Hanks. I love his movies. I'm there. I love The Rock. Big fan of his wrestling career, obviously. But I, I, I don't want fucking actors as my president. I don't want fucking actors leading the country. I don't want entertainment people running the country well, with no background in politics. It's not the first time Ronald Reagan was technically an actor. Yeah, but he did, did, wasn't he like a, a governor or something like before? He didn't go straight to the White House. Doesn't matter. He started off as an actor, mostly old Western movies. You know, look, this isn't... People are forgetting... This is not the first time this has happened. Look, we have an old, crazy, fuddy-duddy as our president. Do you really think he makes these all these crazy decisions and no one behind him has anything to say? Come on. Come on. But that's my thing though with Trump though. Like, you know for a fact that he was drinking with his buddies one day and they said, you should run for president. Uh I honestly think he he ran as a joke. He didn't think it would get this far. And I guarantee you, he sits up at night going, what the fuck did I get myself into? I guarantee you, You every day of his life that he wakes up, he wakes up thinking, what the fuck did I get myself into? This was a joke that was not supposed to go this fucking far. It takes me to that Eddie Murphy, I think it's Raw, where he starts talking about, oh man, people get drunk, start to vote for Jesse Jackson, and then wake up the next morning, I just voted for Jesse Jackson. He fucking won? Okay, yeah. you know, I, I think that would have been insane if Jesse Jackson had won that, won that year, too. <laughs> I know, I, I, you know, I, 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 I know, but yeah, I, but it takes me back to that joke, and it's kind of funny. Was, I mean, Eddie Murphy was kind of fucking predicting the future. And I, actually, it's another clip. Um, I don't know if you re- it's on YouTube. I might see if I can find it real quick. Where he basically in 1987 he was like a presenter at the uh, now this is when Eddie Murphy was at the height of his career. You know we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the Beverly Hills Cop episode. You know he was at the peak at his peak in the 80s where he could do no wrong. He was at the uh, Academy Awards. I want to say in 87, 86. 
And I think he was like on a protest or something because he went off on his rant about how there's no black people that ever get a uh, get a nominated for these things. He brought up the chick that won back in the '60s mm-hmm. for I think it was going for the, going with the win or something like that. And he actually predicted when the next fucking black person will win an Academy Award. This was in 1987. He said it, it'll be like another twenty some odd years. And then wouldn't you fucking know it? 2002. When fucking Holly Berry and uh, who's the, uh Denzel won. Denzel, wow. Man. He like he almost predicted it to the year. Because he just went off on his like political rant about how <laughs> white people, well, white Hollywood don't like black people or something like that. Yeah, and he wouldn't say that today. And you know, but we're talking about Eddie Murphy from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, Eddie was a prognosticator. But you know, B Mix is in the chat. You know, Hillary won the popular vote. Trump won the electoral vote. The majority actually didn't vote. And he's asking why, you know, the non-voter is still the majority. Why aren't they voting? You want to know why? They're too busy on Facebook. They're too busy making videos. They're too busy worrying about what they're going to do if it happens. And they're not thinking, what can I do to prevent it from happening? Uh, You know why? I I think people are... we have a generation of people that are sitting around on their ass waiting to be offended. Waiting that, to point and go, I'm offended. I'm that, pissed off. Yep. And you know what? I hate to say this, but if you can't vote online, people aren't going to go vote anymore. You really think people are going to get off their fucking ass and go vote in a line? I'm not going to wait in line. No one's going to wait in a line. They're going to fucking... People want to get online now and do shit. They're lazy. This generation is lazy. I see it in my fucking eight-year-old, and I'm trying every day to fucking break it. Lazy. They want to sit and play video games. They want to do this. They don't care. It's not about voting anymore. It's not about speaking your mind. It's about speaking your mind on Facebook. And how many likes that gets? Yeah, it's yeah. not about and, and going. I'm sorry, out half of the people that post this inspirational shit, and it, you're full of shit. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> half, of, half of the people that post that shit don't live it. Them damn, don't live it their damn selves. So I'm sorry. I'm not trying to uh, fucking paint everybody with the same broad strokes, but come on, now you see these posts every t- every fucking day. You know, live life to the fullest. Fuck you. And it got eight. It got fucking eighty seven likes. Knowing damn well the person that typed that shit don't live it them damn selves. Fuck you. Yeah. It's just, it's absolutely fucking, I don't know. And again, that's my opinion, why they're not out there fucking voting. But, I don't know. But anyway, we're coming up on over three hours now. I'm tired. Yeah, we hit, our, we hit all of the high points. We did. I'm fucking tired. It's fucking time to get to sleep. And uh, you got anything else, man, on White Men Can't Jump? Great fucking movie. Go out and see it. There you go. I agree with Anthony. All right, folks. On that note, I say listen to uh, me and Anthony every Friday. Every Friday I have time. Every Friday night right here, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. 11. What? No. 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 Central. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so tired. I said that already. And catch me and Shaheen always right here on Mixler.com slash THD Podcast. 
And you can catch me in Shaheen Wednesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That one I know. I don't know why I don't fucking know this. But anyway, there you go, folks. And on that note, we end with the usual... I go home and get your fucking shine box. Uh. Yeah.